Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of the world, welcome to the Film Effect Podcast, where we take all things film to the full effect. My name's Ed, next to me is my cinematic life mate, Sean. Good morning, Film Effect. And before we jump into the final week of McConaughey, I want to let you guys know that our ever-growing collection of previous episodes can be found on iTunes, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, Stitcher, and wherever else you enjoy your favorite shows. You can find breaking news, schedule updates, and all things film effect related on all of our glorious social media pages. Sean, can you tell the people our handle on Facebook and Instagram? Guys, you're going to be looking for the Film Effect Podcast. And how about that Twitter handle? Uh, Twitch want to tweet? You tweet us at Film Effect Pop. And for comments, movie requests, and anything else to do with the Film Effect Podcast, what's that email? Shoot them on over to the inbox at the Film Effect Podcast at gmail.com. And one other thing, guys, ratings and reviews also help with the algorithm, and you can help too by leaving us your honest reviews and ratings on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen. That accepts such wonderful things. Let's do some shout outs. Shout out to his family. All right. This week, going to be shouting out Saturday Night Freak Show again. They're covering Shoot 'em Up next week. Ooh, that so- was a fun time, wasn't it? Sounds familiar. Yeah, remember, remember Vanker drug his feet going into the theater? Yeah, <laughs> he definitely the pussyfooted like, around that like, one. I don't want to see this fucking stupid fucking movie. Why you just make me fuck come here? The enemy's like, man, that was the coolest film I've seen in a long time. I just remembered about that, uh, that night, my ex-girlfriend at the time, who was not in the movies at all wanted to see it more than Venker and I was just like come on man right the old lady wants to see it you right. fucking are just sitting here like yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we were opening night on that weren't we yeah, it was either opening night or opening weekend yeah, it was we, definitely we, opening we were definitely weekend. there early up at the avenue somewhere around I don't know whatever happened I used to have that laminated big ass shoot em up remember yeah, I remember. You came up the opolis. I had the big old the, poster decal. The fucking big old laminated poster on the way up the, the landing of my, my first apartment. But yeah, shoot them up, guys. Yeah, gun porn, man. That movie is just fun, ridiculous. It's like a fucking video game. It's just straight up. That movie is gun porn. 
Y'all might want to keep your ears and eyes open for that one next month. No, wait, July. I think I got one on the schedule for July. Are we doing it? Yeah, we talked about it. Uh, okay, yeah, right on there. That's going to be fun. You and I got to go back over that night that we talked about the upcoming schedule because something tells me you don't remember a lot of the movies we discussed that night. Dude, there are holes in my brain that are fucking 40 years old. So, right? yeah, we'll, we'll do that off the air one of these moments. <laughs> um, right. it's, it's, I take it by surprise. Look, guys, here's how it works. Ed shoots me a text. Uh, midweek and he's like um here watch this and I just grab a notebook and fucking start watching and give you guys my thoughts that's pretty it's, much it he's organized I I, I I bring the chaos to the disorganization if you will you give me hemorrhoids <laughs> so back to the shout outs your favorite pain in the ass yeah 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 so uh best film ever and Paul and Griff friends of the show for the love and support of the podcast yeah. James Kahn for continuing to be my favorite person on Twitter, end of tweet, that guy rules. Uh, the FN Nerds podcast, just because. Behind the Screams, who covered The Invisible Man last week, the 2020 version. Yeah, I've yet to pull the trigger, man. Really? He's been wanting to watch it. I know you It's said, on the voodoo, fired up. It's on your voodoo. It's like, here's the thing. Um, I when it, was, when it was still in the theater, um, I had read an article that didn't have a fucking spoiler alert. Oh, that so, sucks. That's the worst. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like I was like, I, I deliberately didn't want to ruin it for myself. Right, right, right. And I read an article that didn't spoiler alert the whole fucking. I guess I, I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming it's a twist to the end or whatever. I mean, like, yeah, yes, uh, it is. So, There's a twist. So, like, so that's why I'm like hesitant going in. Like, should I even bother going in knowing? That's what happens, or because or, I'm I, I not feel watching like, a movie because you know the twist. That sounds stupid. Watch just, it anyway. It's it's I a just, good movie overall. I, just, I, I know, I know, and like I haven't, I, I I haven't ruined it for Mandy, and she's been bugging me for the better part of almost a year since you've had it on your voodoo. I just do the to damn watch thing. It. And uh, she actually, she's like, why you gotta be such a fucking troll in the room? Like, I didn't do it deliberately. I swear to God, this asshole didn't spoiler alert it. And I'm just glimpsing through an article and boom, the ending was fucking revealed to me. And now I don't, you know, I'm, I'm dragging my feet going into it because of that. Because right, I feel it. like I'm going to be like looking for that. Like, oh, let's see how we get there. Watch it, watch it, watch yeah. it, watch it, watch it, watch it. It's, yeah. Stop being a pussy and watch it. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> Uh, the Howling Hour podcast. I really enjoy interacting with them on Twitter. And finally, the Thing of Two Heads podcast because, well, they continue to be my favorite video podcast on YouTube and something tells me that is not going to change. Uh, we charted this past week, or uh, I should say, well, yeah, this week. When this er episode airs, it'll be last week. Uh, 195 in Great Britain and Nigeria. Sixth. Six. Number six. Sweet Jesus. They don't, they must we not just have a lot smashed of... that top ten. It was just like, all right. All right how, many, how many movie podcasts are there in Nigeria? Seven? It was out of 94. What? Really? Yeah. That's still good, man. Still yeah. Good. I, was, I was just like, I kind of did a double take. Like, wait, what? <laughs> right. So, yeah. Uh, all around the world seems so. People in Nigeria. Thanks for your ears. Yeah, and hopefully yeah, yeah. you uh, continue to uh, listen and be fans. And uh, Austria and the Philippines. Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> New listeners in them regions. It's current events. Um, I got one. 
All right, go for it. Danny Masterson's going to do half a century in jail for rape. Is that really news, though? That's no. I'm just. I'm, I'm not saying it's not. Because like, I know, new, like all the things currently news, with him and but, like they're they're him moving on forward. The t- being and I got to testify. I, I have a huge. I, I think there's two factors laying in on this. Number one, the whole Me Too movement. They're going to make an example. Number two. People are fucking sick and tired of Scientology. We're trying to see it end in this goddamn generation. So I think they're going to make an example out of this prick. And I got to say, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a fan. Good riddance. You know, Hyde was my favorite character on that 70s show, even though that 70s show wasn't my favorite show fucking ever, never will be, you know. But, yeah, man. And, and, and Manny and I were talking about this just yesterday. Like, because he was pulling a Cosby on these, on these broads. He was like... Like, I gotta be honest, like I, I definitely read up on it and stuff, but number one, it's been so long since I did read about it, and number two, all of these scenarios that are coming out the last handful of years, they all had like this similar story slash theme to it. It's, it's just, and, so, it's fucking foul. And, it's, and it, it, it disgusts me, like what part of their brain thinks, oh, this is just normal behavior. I mean, like, I at what part do they not real? Like, do they think like they're gonna, they're not going to get away with this? So, what? Manny made a good point to me yesterday because I read the article right as she got home um, yesterday afternoon, where they were moving forward, like pushing forty five years against a dude for three separate rape charges. And I'm thinking, like, you know, if I'm, you know, a semi famous TV actor, I could just kind of show up at a bar, and be like, "Hey, man, I'm in that '70s show. You want to go up to my room?" And they'll probably say yes. Why do you need to? F- but why abuse it? Right. Why abuse it? Right. And, and she's like, "It's she's honey. It's not about the sex. It's about the power." And that's yeah. fucking disgusting. It's absolutely, utterly fucking disgusting to me that these guy uh, I don't I shouldn't say guys but but people in that position just literally feel they're untouchable like look at fucking Marilyn Manson his goddamn agent right. he's like uh, you're fucking untouchable you Nazi pervert yeah. you know we're all done with you so like shit's coming to light we're I mean gonna... all this shit's coming out and it's more than just you know allegations and stuff Stuff. did you hear about Chrissy Teigley or uh, Chrissy Teigen, could, yeah, whatever the hell her name she, is. She, she sent some, when she sent like a I remember when she did, sent those tweets. I, I, didn't I remember when this so shit what, happened what, what 10 years say? ago. The, uh, I'm just surprised it's just now coming out of the woodwork. She, she, I remember like when this shit was happening. To that, to, to that it was like Courtney Ho- Holden. Courtney Holden, I think her Stodden, name is. Stodden. She, she became famous for marrying the dude She married the dude from Green Mile. The guard from the Green Mile, whatever his name is. The creepo from Green Mile. She married him when she was under agent and she became like a she was 17 he was 50 or 51 or something and like that's, that that was her fame was just being a star fucker and they were because he was just grooming her you yeah know? yeah it's, it's all that was he's, he's a creep too but so what 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 exactly did tegan say because i've seen she's getting told her stuff like, like she kept on retweeting all of her tweets back in like 20 this is exactly 10 years ago because like i said i remember when this was happening oh it's been that long yeah and wow. she was saying stuff like kill yourself Really, stuff like extreme like that. Like everyone hates you. You're nothing. Right. Like she, just she, fucking just laying into kind of Kardashian and Paris Hilton for the public. This wasn't just public, you know. And then she had this whole like, you know, guilt ridden apology from last week and shit. But then Courtney tried reaching out and she took a screenshot. She's blocked on Twitter. She blocked her. The woman she claims that you know. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm glad we, hopefully we can have a conversation now. Well, that we're older. You're blocked on Twitter, doesn't bitch. And you've been exposed. In. Exactly. Yeah, she's not. A, you know what? 
She's uh, I've never all, liked her because she's always she's always she's been one. She's always she's, been one to just tick her nose in everyone's is, business on Twitter. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. That's why I remember that it. That woman is not on a tra- She's married to John Legend, right? She's ugly both physically and in she, inside, on the inside. She's not an attractive you woman. You know, but that's just, that's one's opinion. But, yeah. We share the same. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Glad we got that out of the way for current events this week. <laughs> Winky recommends. What would you get for a six-year-old boy who chronically wets his bed? Uh, midnight Run. Uh, you, you finally, my my boy here, guys and gals, my Midnight boy run. here was late to the fucking game. He finally got on board and watched one of my top ten Desert Island films. Your boy watched Midnight Run the other day. And yes, because of that, we are now going to be covering it in an upcoming episode of the Film Effect Podcast. Oh, it's because, coming out this fall. We're doing it this Because fall. this film is a fucking gem Rest in peace, Charles Grodin. Hands down, one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Yeah, rest in peace, Martin Brest's career. Holy uh, shit. Yeah, I mean, what did he do, <laughs> Geely after that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I did it. and um, It's fucking great film, isn't it? Yeah, we're going to do it this fall. Because yeah, I got abs- the schedule already posted yeah, for October, through I August. I mean, fucking wait, I'm going to shine we'll do it this on fall. that episode. Probably September. I love that film. Yeah. September sounds good. Know, you guys know I'm a huge Midnight Run fan. I cannot wait to record that episode. Yeah, Midnight Run this September. You heard it here first. <laughs> um, I, 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 I got around to watching that uh, Those Who Wish Me Dead. Yeah, okay. Me, me and Follow up from it. last week's conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, we, we pulled the trigger the other I loved I kinda, it. You? Um, t- I, t- I, liked, I, I liked it during the run, but then going back, I'm like, you know... Eh, First of all, it was shorter than I expected. What didn't? Oh, well, it was. It was what it was. There was no, you know, um, no, no was, excess fat. It, it, it was okay. It's. It's. I mean, what did you have problems with? I don't. Have, I don't really have a problem with anything. It's just like everybody was kind of dropped in, and it just kind of got rushed through. I think her little parachute episode out of the truck was so meaningless, and like, why would they? Why did they even throw money towards that in the budget? Like, because it was obviously, obviously well, I mean, a CG was, shot, that, that, but that it was, was pointless uh, as shit. Other that than was, that, I thought the movie went together really well. I mean, look, look, I, I looked. At, I looking back on it, it was like, first of all, the parachute stunt was 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 there to put her in the tower for the summer because she was punished. Okay. I didn't pick up. Mandy had to point out to me that Bernthal's character is her ex-boyfriend. Yeah, I, 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 I she. It was like one throwaway line of dialogue oh, in the beginning. Okay, Mandy picked it up. I didn't pick it up. Yeah. Um, I think it was, it was a, a, a little, kind of paint by numbers. Um, I mean, let's face it. Give these, me more Nicholas Holt villain characters. Well, well, wait. You told me that Holt and Aiden Gillen were their father son. That, that's never established. I never saw. I never. When, when is that established? I don't think it's ever. He definitely calls him at one point. Dad. No, he, no. He, he calls him by his name. He calls him Frank. I swear to God, I don't think that's ever established that they're father and son. Because really even good. reading a couple of reviews, they established them in the review as father okay. son. I mean, I, I didn't pick it up. The um, only reason the only reason I had that in my mind is because of what you said. So yeah, it's I mean it's it's all right. It's it's a little bit you know uh, plot to plot paint. Like I said, paint by numbers on this film. I mean, the fucking forest fire goes out on its own. They don't even fucking. They don't even. I mean, yes. Yeah, they're, they're, they're both their names are Blackwell. It's, their it, father it's, son. Okay. Okay. 
Um, so it's, I mean, the forest fire is there to add threat, but even towards the end, Mandy made a good point, which you made about when we were talking about backdraft is like, now the fire's got a mind of its own and it's chasing them individually. That's a, That was a little push. Uh, no, it see, spreads, I, I spread, looked at it differently than you. Nah, at the, at the climax, that's a, a wildfire fire. Forest fire. That's how they spread, dude. It's, ah, it's, dude, I it's don't how know. they spread. They spread quick like that. You gotta be, you know, I'm not sure how long they could have kept up with the uh, creek scenario by breathing with their lips out of the... I mean, it wasn't a perfect film. Is, is what No, I mean, and, and then it just... But kinda, I liked it, it more I mean, than you, it, obviously. It, it kind of, it, you know, it just kind of fucking ends. And I want a little bit more denouement. Like, she's just like, um, no matter what happens, I'll help you, little orphan boy. She says that. I, I they know. They say we'll do I it know, together. I, I, I know. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I, it's, I, I, I give it three and a half thumbs up. If that, okay, I mean, That's it was better than it was, two. It was, it's it, good. It's yeah, really it was good. okay. It was okay. It was, it was like I said. It was shorter than I expected. And um, no problems with the runtime. It's no. It was, it was good. I mean, it, it's. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. It was. It, it was different. You know. I, I think I told you before. So, are you recommending it? Um, it, it, if you got ninety minutes to kill. Go ahead and fire it up if you got HBO Max, man. Don't go buy a ticket. I don't think it's worth fucking 18 bucks to get your ass in a theater to watch this film. Now, you're the better thing you could spend 20 bucks on. Alright. So, this week's film genuinely surprised me when I first saw it. Yeah. It had the cast back in it, but could Guy Ritchie make an honest comeback to the movies that made him 20 years back or so? Well, the answer is a very easy and all caps Y-E-S YES. Yeah. This is one I cannot wait to talk about. This is Guy Ritchie's The Gentleman. I want you to play a game with me, Ray. I don't want to play a game. Oh, please. No. I said play a game with me, Ray. Right. Lovely. I want you to imagine a character. Your boss, Mickey Pearson. You're too smart to be blackmailing us, Fletcher. (laughs) Sweet Mary Jane is my vice. Your poison, on the other hand, is and always has been the destroyer of worlds. You're out of touch, and I would like you to consider an offer. I am not for sale. The plot begins to thicken. Now, I can't be specific about the heroes and zeros, but our protagonist is a hungry animal. There is a lot of money hanging in the balance. Our antagonist explodes on the scene like a millennial firework. And has indirectly started a war. I think you need to see this, boss. What's the one of my firearms? How do they find it? I'm making inquiries. His name is Fahok. It was spelled with a PA, so it sounds like Fahok. Please! Harry Fahok, Kanda Fahok. Please! If you smell smoke, it's because there's a fire. So you're gonna have to stamp that out quickly. These people are gonna clean house, and you are part of that house. In the jungle, the only way a lion survived, not by acting like a king, by being the king. Oh. Brilliant! I've been waiting so long. It's really warming up now, isn't it? There's only one rule in this jungle.
hunger. When the lion's hungry, he eats. One of her associates had an accident. So you killed someone? No, it was the gravity that killed him. Oh. We need those phones. All right. First time viewings. Uh, it's, it's just that. You see, this is actually uh, my, my first time. No, no, my first, it's my first time uh, since my first time. So technically, that's my second time. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to suck at it. So if I'm not um, up to... You laid it on me about a month ago, and you know I watched it for my first time then. And I literally just got done watching it um, before we started recording. So I, I will say it was... It was a return to form for Guy Ritchie. The guy's been kind of fucking hit or miss for the last couple of years. It's probably the best thing he's done since he ran, had that run with the Sherlock Holmes movies. Those were entertaining, but let's face it, they weren't lock, stock, or snatch. So this kind of comes back to that. And um, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised with it, number one, because... I had lost faith in Guy Ritchie. <laughs> I'm sorry to say. Yeah. Um, number two, I fucking can't stand Charlie Hunnam. And this guy made him tolerable for me for a two-hour runtime. Like, I actually didn't mind. I was looking, looking at Captain Fleshbeard, you know, for the majority of the film. So, I I dig it, man. It's It's got... It, 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 he went back to the well, man. He know, you know, he he went back to his moneymaker. It's got his flourishes with the the snappy dialogue, the clever nicknames, right? Um, you know, the flashy editing. Yeah. We'll get we're we'll, we'll, we'll yeah, get I'm, into I'm that. holding off on ranking. Yeah, it I'm saying, we'll, the end. We'll, we'll we'll get into that in into further detail later. But um, yeah, it's I think you know it's it's what 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 do you do before this? That man from Uncle and Aladdin. Oh, Jesus Christ, that Will Smith one, didn't you? Yeah. Oh, fuck, did you watch that? I saw it in the theater with my, with my ex I was seeing at the time. On, on purpose? I it was on a date. And you actually... With, with, with a girl I was seeing and her two sons. And you... you well, okay, I get it. You were okay, so what else you want from me, bro? That was my excuse. That's right, my alibi. Yeah, yeah, jump, I hope it holds up. Jump Shit. on a grenade, man. I never bother with it. It looked... Fucking oh, it's terrible! It's cut. It's, it's it, utter garbage. It's as it's as bad it's, as the memes. It is as bad it, as the memes make it I out mean, to be. It's got some really terrible editing. <laughs> it's it's got some shit wrong with it. I mean, would it's you rather would, shit would you rather <laughs> would, would you rather watch Aladdin or Swept Away? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> right, tough choice. It was like a saw trap. <laughs> Live or die, make your choice. <laughs> Fuck me. Where's yeah, the man, gun? I just, um, like, I, like I said, I haven't paid attention to Richie's work in years just because he kind of like, I don't want to say sold out, but for lack of a better term. Out. I hate that term. You know, it's, I, I mean, he, what's a, how would you put he it? He got wrapped up in Warner Brothers in the Sherlock Holmes franchise. He got wrapped up in a franchise for a handful of years. And those, that was basically those, what happened. Th- those were fun. Like, uh, I can't defend the sequel, but I definitely like. I think the first one's fun. A yeah, lot the of first fun. one's fun. I'd, we we started them the other night. She fell asleep before the end of the first. one. I haven't watched it since it first came out. Yeah, but I remember it being a shitload of fun. They they're both sitting right there. I re- I remember I remember being a little bit let down with that uh, Game of Shadows one, but I was looking. F- I'm looking forward to you know revisiting it because Mandy and I were 
you know, I, I was turning her on to him. I said, you know. Right. You know. Um, I saw this in the theater with my boy Brian. Shout out Brian Burleson. What's up, brother? He and I usually go out every six months or so and check out a film. And this was the film that came out at the time. So when did it come out? January 2020. Like a month before the shit went down. Um, yeah, right. I, it was literally one of the last few films I saw before theaters closed. So it was like this, an invisible man, and then the world went tits up, right? Yeah, because I remember potentially going to see The Hunt, but nope. Uh, you haven't watched that yet. Uh, I know well, it's yeah. when you're voodoo. Um, I, I like heard it's got hunt. a bit of a political bent to it. I mean, the hunt. Yeah, you. I we've had this conversation though. It's, I've recommended it. It's I, I, like, it, it. I thought I had you convinced that you were going to watch no, it. No, I, I, I have I fooled keep, me. Um, no, no, no. It's not that. Um, it, but it and it and it kind of like surviving the game. Isn't that the, kind of the premise of it? Yes and no. Yes and no. But I heard it was like a real like right wing bent to it or something. I remember when it was out. Yeah, but it's like tongue it was, in cheek. It's not. A, were, it's not meant to be okay, taken okay. seriously. No, was, the, it's, the, an, it's a. It's, it's not spoof. That's a bad word. Of putting it. It's just. It's it's just I don't know. A take on I don't know. It's just a funny. It's humor. It's humor, man. It's so not it's, it's, it's more. It's, it's, so I should go into it looking for a comedy, not like a not like a thriller. Like both. Movie. It's supposed to be a thriller, but it's also got comedic elements. Okay. I mean, there's a whole animal farm running gag throughout the film. Oh, like George Orwell shit, like yeah. fucking Wilbur and something. Yeah. Uh, okay. So okay. definitely, okay. I recommend it. Right. Yeah, like no, you no, say, no. you got a better way to kill ninety minutes. All right. Yeah. Fucking. Um, I, mean, I, can, I can make worse decisions. There you go. <laughs> um. So while I don't have a story time for this one, uh, I do want to take before we get into the film itself. Uh, let's just talk about Guy Ritchie a little bit. Um, cause I just, I feel like, like you said, this film is return to form and, yeah. and it is. And I think that usually we wait for, you know, the cast and crew breakdown to do this, but I, I, I kind of want to center on that comeback, uh, where his career went and, and, and Ugh. is this true? Is this a true comeback? Uh, or is it just a one, one shot, you know? Well, I have not seen the wrath of one. The new one that he has out. Oh, that's a, the new Statham movie, Statham. right? Right. So, but I've heard good things. Yeah. And it's funny because he cast Josh Hartnett. And I ain't seen Josh Hartnett in the film in like six, seven years. Oh, he's in that. And I apparently he's... he's also casted in the next Guy Ritchie film that's already filming right now. He's in that too. So I guess Josh Hartnett's the new fucking Guy Ritchie regular. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I think I think maybe what what might have set gentlemen apart from you know his recent work in the past is it seems to me like this was almost like, I don't want to say Guy Ritchie original but he was kind of there from the ground up it wasn't an adaptation it wasn't no he you know, he, he made this himself that's what I'm that's what I'm saying I think that's why we're getting he this vibe wrote, off of it is because he, wrote, he wasn't and contracted to right. get involved. He's right. like, this is what I want to do, not this is what you're hiring. And he got the do. backing from a good, legit company in STX. Um, they put out good stuff, quality material, I think. And yeah, I mean, after, what better way to bounce back after that fucking shit fest like Aladdin because that well, I mean, he was he was jokes aside, with, is not a good movie. Let, at let, all. Let's face it, for the last. 
what, maybe decade of his career, he was working with pre-existing properties. That yeah, he Man was from kind of, Uncle. Exactly. Man from Uncle, Aladdin, Sherlock Holmes. He was brought on to just kind of, you know, bring his touches to what was already there. Right. And that plays just as well as Rob Zombie coming in to fuck around in Haddonfield. <laughs> you pick up what I'm putting down? Uh, pretty much, yeah. All it makes, right. It makes sense. Um, So, yeah. Come back. I think it's sincere. I think it's true. I think it's yeah, good I, to stay. I, I dug it, man. I was pleasantly surprised. Was not mad at either viewing. Um, I don't see him going I back really to have like a Sherlock Holmes 3 or anything I, like that. No, no, no. no. I, I didn't have a desire even to watch it until you brought it up. and like, dude, you should check it out. I'm going to bring my Blu-ray I was hooked over. the first time I saw the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You said like, dude, I'll, I'll just give you my Blu-ray. I got I the 4K. Just it laid it on me. And then me and Mandy watched it a couple months ago. She don't remember much of it because you saw her today. She's yeah. like, oh, yeah, this flick. I kind of remember, but I don't know what happens. So well, I've already seen you, it twice, guys. You uh, show her so much, you know. You, uh, true. You show her a lot true. of shit I, I, the first I, time. In, a, so. I, in, in nine years. For her to remember I've, this, I've, props in a, to you, I've, Mandy. I've inundated my old lady with, uh, with probably easily if i say 2000 new titles in 10 years i'm probably being generous is it safe to assume you at least introduce her to two films a week um Would that for, being a safe assumption for, for for the longest time yes and then it's just, she's like baby it's you just you overwhelm me with so much that i can't even and this is I, an example right i'm not right, remembering right. And this. she loves i mean it's kind of it's like a little spark in our dynamic you know like you know i turn her on to some shit every now and then she finds something too that you know, I never seen. It's few and far between, but uh, you know, yeah. So, I I I, I dig this film. It's it, it's a fun ride. All right, so take us away, Mario. Here we go. The movie begins with McConaughey's Mickey Pearson entering his pub, orders a pint and a pickled egg, and puts on David Rawlings' Cumberland Gap and sits down as his voiceover plays, telling us. If you wish to be the king of the jungle, it's not enough to act like a king. You must be the king. Yeah, there can a lot, of, a lot of animal euphemisms in this. Movie. Oh yeah, there can be no doubt because doubt causes chaos and one's own demise. So, right off the bat, here, fan of this song, huge fan of this credit sequence here. It, it reminds very James Bond esque. Yeah, yeah, it does remind you of a Bond intro where it's kind of like at the you know the. The, the freeze frame slow-mo type mm-hmm. thing. It's kind of like one of them, like Mission Impossible does it too. It shows you clips from the movie you're about to see. Right. You right. Know, with, without without, con- without contact. Exactly, yeah. without it's, contact. It's kind of like done in a black and white. And mm-hmm. it's, it's almost you got the like, purple smoke going in this. Right. It's, it's, I like it's it a almost, lot. It, it's, it's got a little bit of a Zack Snyder feel where it gets kind of like hyper fast, hyper slow. You know, I'm just and, thinking of the 90s James Bond flicks. Yeah, the way definitely, they open, it definitely reminds you know. of a Bond intro. It's a um, good call. So yeah, uh, before that sequence here, uh, Mickey calls his wife, Rosalind, played by the beautiful Michelle Dockery, to remind her it's date night when he hears commotion going on in the background and asks who's there. Suddenly someone comes up to to Mickey with a gun as we hear a gunshot off screen with just blood splatter over his pint glass as the film's awesome as hell stylish opening credits play through, which we just talked about. Um... We're then introduced to Charlie Hunnam's Raymond, who is seen coming home and entering the kitchen to make himself some tea when he's surprised slash startled slash pissed at Hugh Grant's Fletcher, <laughs> who's already Hugh, let himself in. Hugh Grant is 
probably doing the best work he's done in ages. While like, chewing it up every fucking fucking hamming scene. it up. Hamming it up. And the beauty of the but film I'm loving is it. The, the, the whole movie itself is kind of bookended by like Hugh Grant is almost acts as your pseudo narrator throughout the whole story. And it's like yeah. he's, you know, what you find out is he's a skeezy tabloid reporter that that is now like decided to write a script about this bullshit that he's witnessed over the last couple of weeks going on mm-hmm. the streets of London. And the whole the whole film is done that way. It's almost like you're watching a movie that's telling you how they came up with the the movie that's being made and put in front of you. It's 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 a clever little bent. So I'll I'll, I'll give that. You know, and it's kind of like this like tedious sexual ch- tension that he shows towards uh, Raymond here. Like really, I didn't. I I I've, I I've definitely picked up on it. the way Fletcher like kind of hits on him. Like when Flo- yeah, when Raymond cocky. says perfect example later on in the film when Raymond says I'm going to bed, and and Fletcher's like, can I come with you? Mm-hmm. I mean that right there is like come on it's right out there. I thought that was right him being cocky, but he's he's he like he kind of like throws some subtle like hints and jabs throughout Grant the movie. Grant has got this. Um, I guess it's a, a, a like it's some like like South Cockney accent or whatever. It's like he's definitely throwing the. Um, he's chewing it up the ceiling, like I said, is, dude. He's, he's chewing he's, that he's, shit up by the fork. Yeah, he's he's yeah he's he's definitely hamming it up in this film, and it's you know hats off to him. I mean, it's it's probably my, one of my one of my favorite roles. I've yeah, ever seen definitely, before. at least in like two decades. Yeah, for real. Um, I'd probably say my favorite Hugh Grant role since nine months. Oh, I Does that count? Nine months. I think this nine months is harmless. Favorite. I think this might be my favorite Hugh Grant role because he's 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 playing against type. You know, he's yeah. he looks like shit. He's a fucking he's a scuzzball. Yeah, and he's right. played it well. So he says he's got a meeting on Saturday at Raymond's favorite newspaper. He says he's being offered one hundred and fifty grand for his pocket to give them some filth. Fletcher then walks Raymond in the audience through everything that he knows about. Uh, Mikey and everyone involved with him. Mikey came from a poor American Mickey, family. Mickey, it's Michael Pearson. He goes by Mickey. Is it all right? It's Mickey, Mickey Pearson. But it's, his name's his Christian name's Michael Pearson. He goes by Mickey. Okay, sorry. No, thank you for clarifying that. Mickey. All right, let me just back up. Yeah. Um. Fletcher then walks Raymond and the audience through everything he knows about Mickey and everyone involved with him. Mickey came from a poor American family and went to Oxford University where he grew and sold his own marijuana to his fellow students, even earning a reputation for violently retaliating against anyone who crosses him. Recently, Mickey has been doing dealings with another businesswoman or businessman, Matthew Matthew Berger, Jeremy Strong. Jeremy Strong, man. You know, I I first discovered that guy in... um, Sidebar. Yeah, yeah. you, um, you, You saw The Big Short, didn't you? I I've really Once. really really I I like that film because it helped me understand the whole fucking economic crisis that happened 15 years ago, like it, it painted it in broad enough strokes where I can make sense of what the fuck happened to our economy, and I was pleasantly surprised after the fact to find out that the guy was British. I thought he was yeah. from like fucking Fort Lauderdale, you know. What I mean, I've I've grown to like Jeremy Strong's work over the last couple of years. Um, How watched, many episodes of Succession have you watched? I was going to say. I, I, that's, that's that she was like, kind of like the, the basically family it's, Rupert Mur- it's basically it's, Rupert Murdoch for, for more or less. It's, it's kind of like, it's like, it is, Charles, but it isn't. It, it, it's 
for lack of a better term, it's yeah. Rupert Murdoch meets uh, William Randolph Hearst. It's the best fucking show on television. It's, I, the people and this gap between it. the last two seasons is fucking killing me because it's COVID. I, I, I started the first episode and me. I thought Mandy would want to watch it with me, so I ha- I literally only made I haven't even finished the pilot, but I was intrigued. I was intrigued, so I want to... You start that bad boy it's, and it, it's, go through it. It's yeah, not... It's yeah. two seasons right now because the third season... The second season ended here. like back in 20... No, it's been confirmed, but COVID fucked everything yeah, up. Yeah, production is... And it held right. everything over a year. It's been two years now since... It's like, it, and the it, second season ended with a huge fucking bombshell and it's like... Gotta get back to that shit, guys. Okay, yeah. I, they've been filming since like, January. It's like, good. Like, like Brian Cox is the head of this media empire. Yes. That at the beginning, I'm assuming he's about to retire. It'll probably it'll case. it'll come back. It's toys of a retirement throughout the show so far. Okay. So with and all these kids away. are fighting over like I want to take over the empire. I want to, it's, uh, yeah, the and and Kieran Culkin is, say, yeah. is the middle aged uh, child. And who's there's three sons, right? It's, it's, it's no, it's a daughter. It's two sons and a no three sons. Alan Rock. He's, oh, Alan. he's the black sheep of the family. He's not in the whole Alan Ruck's in it. He's the oldest. I didn't know he's Alan the half brother. Okay, I didn't know Alan Ruck was in it. Um, I'm gonna give it a run. Yeah, you guys um, watch I've, it. I've dude. been meaning to. I've been hearing it. great things. I'm, you know, and I can't. I can't. Her name is can't come to me right now, but but the, the, the daughter uh, of of the bunch, like she's really good too, and she's a. Uh, Irish, I believe. Okay, so you're, she, she you're, say, you're saying it's a good show. It's going to intrigue me. And I'm not it's bullshit. It's my favorite show on television right really? now. Really? And like, I'm like, saying that like it's actually on. It is on, but it's not. You know, it's in between seasons. Just current. Like, it's a current, current show. Current show that has been canceled. Season okay. three has been confirmed. Okay, They've been filming so, it. So right. am I, I, am I going to have like rescue me love for it or? I have a lot of love for it like that. Yeah. I mean, I have a. It, the show's made me like. Yell at my television. So. That, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I, it's I, got I, that going for I, it. I, I want to get back. I, 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 I gotta get. Back. I have fun with it, and you will too. Just check it out. Fantastic. So, word is that Mickey is planning to lead the business to Burger for four hundred million, so that he can retire with his wife Rosalind again, Michelle Dockery. Roz herself thinks Mickey should watch out for Burger, calling him a fox. That's- First of many animal are the similes. What are they? They're like everybody's being referred to as animals. As there's like silverbacks, there's lions, there's foxes. Euphemism. 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 I guess. Euphemism. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a there's there's a lot of zoology in this yeah. movie, if you will, gang. Uh, Fletcher explains that he is there on behalf of his boss, Big Dave, played by played by Eddie, Eddie Marzan. <laughs> It's Inspector Lestrade from the Sherlock Holmes films. Yeah, I like Eddie Marsan. What was it? for me? He's from uh, Ray Donovan. And 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 I was gonna bring that another up. good that, show. That show. I don't know, man. That show fucking fell apart for me. I never it did. It. it definitely fell apart. It's, but because the first like, like four seasons are fucking awesome. I, it's, I don't even. I don't even get that far. Oh, I, I went did. in like, I okay, this, this guy's a big fixer. And then it's like, um, we're not gonna focus on the fixer. We're gonna focus on his family. And I got fucking bored with it. Once they moved from L.A. to New York, I kind of tuned out. And that was around the fifth even, season. I didn't even know that happened. That's like the fifth season suddenly starts in New York. Like, I mean, moved cross country. Don't get me wrong. I was hooked on that pilot. And then, you know, Marcel. That whole first season's great. Yeah, Jonathan Mar- Sheck and fucking yeah, James yeah, Woods. Yeah, and, and, and like Woods is the dad. Is that right? Woods I'm, is the villain. No, the dad's John Voight. John Voight, right. But, but James um, Woods ends up being the villain of the first season. Real, okay. 
Um, yeah, because Marshawn's like, like, like he's, he's the like, brother. He's the brother who like runs a boxing gym like, or yeah, something. He's the oldest, but he's all he was also molested by a priest. He's or some got shit. well. And Ray Donovan kind of yeah. goes back and fixes that. The thing like, with him a, though is was, he's was, got he's got cerebral palsy. No, is it, is it he's got he's, what is it? yeah it's cerebral palsy he's got on the show because he yeah yeah he's he's got palsy he's got palsy because um, yeah. I I came in there like all right I'm gonna watch a show about this fucking fixer who gets shit done. Man, I want to go and back and start rewatching that it didn't, shit. It didn't really focus it's on so that. good. It focused more on his like troubled home life, and I could give a shit about that. I got a shitty home I, life myself. See, I uh, see, I I. Different strokes, man. I yeah, enjoy yeah. watching that kind of stuff. But a world don't move to the beat of just one drum. So yeah, Big Dave is the editor of the uh, yeah. Daily Print. <laughs> it's nothing big about Eddie Marsat. He's a little piece of shrimp. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> He's a little pipsqueak. And to think he was the villain of Deadpool too. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always like seeing that dude, man. So Dave wants to write a piece on Mickey about a recent encounter where Mickey denied his handshake due to Dave having printed a story about an associate of Mickey's who had a gay affair with his butler. Dave offers Fletcher 150 grand, oh, 150,000 pounds to gather dirt on Mickey, but Fletcher wants Raymond to give him 20 million for his intel, which he has also turned into a screenplay that's called Bush. Bush by Fletcher. <laughs> yeah, by, exactly. It's about, by, by Fletcher. Fletcher. <laughs> exactly. It's hilarious. Um, my notes here, we're not even 10 minutes in and I'm already gushing over Grant's Fletcher. <laughs> Play a game with me, please. He's just like... His dialogue kills me with every sentence. He's such a smarmy prick in this movie, but it works. And then Richie inserting cinema reel shots and having Grant explain cinema and film really adds to the storytelling here yeah, with this yeah. film, its purpose. Yeah, it kind of plays around with its yeah. sandbox. Uh, then we get the text, Lord Duncan Estate, 09. Uh, Mickey takes Matthew to his hidden plantation. So while driving there, he explains with the help of some pretty neat visuals that people are essentially monumental monumentally nosy no matter the class and that cash is very persuasive and now every time you make a fortune the state keeps half and this is why his price is double the worth so he can still get his in the end matthew says that if it's if it's as discreet and lucrative as he says then he'll buy the he'll buy the whole business problem with land in this country is there's not much of it and there's public access even when it's supposed to be private and the public have rights. Dog walkers. Yes, jog on. Footpaths. Right to roam. Fimblers, ramblers, badger lovers. And any other busy cunt with enough time on his hands to sniff the green tweed of England. And they have groups, forums, meetings, social media. And they love a good chat and a hiss about anyone who's decided to mow his lawn without a license. And then there's the helicopters, drones, Google Earth, heritage sites, parish councils, and the beat goes on. And that's before you even think about getting power in here. So what is Mickey's unique method? I tip my cap at the cheek, at the elegance, at the class. What would that be exactly? You have to understand a culture to understand a man. Toffs, aristocrats. Dukes, duchesses, lords and ladies. Lots of land and fuck all dough. Houses to keep, damp to keep out, silver to polish. You must remember that cash is very persuasive. 
to the class that got spanked by angry lefties and death duties. And every time you inherit a fortune, you lose half to the state. So this is my moment to swoop in like a guardian fucking angel and offer my services so they can keep their houses in order. And they're not too bothered about what I do. As long as that cash keeps rolling in each year. It's good to get a lord, yes, but it's not easy. It takes work. Wine, women, and disco. Twelve sites, twelve farms. One thousand of these estates in the great UK. Bon chance trying to find them all. That's it. My infrastructure. That, sir, is with my blessing. What you are paying for. Yeah, now now Mickey's got Mickey's got a clever operation going here because okay. what's what what we're what we're what we're being shown is the um let's face it it's a, it's a different class system I guess in in the UK where the, you got your lords and your ladies because they're just landowners they own property that's been in the family for generations mm-hmm. so they have these ridiculously huge estates and all this property but with that property comes fucking taxes and upkeep and the fact that if if, if your money just comes from your name how do you keep making your money when you're not the name? You're just, you just you inherited the name. You inherited the property. Yeah, Ian and Liam from uh, Best Film Ever. You guys are from over there. You guys tell us. Chime in. If it's, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, I mean, it's, is is this accurate? I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm assuming. How on the nose is Sean? Right, or is he right. even on the nose at all? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I'm just I'm, I'm I'm going off of what you know what Richie's laying out for me. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, these these. He's Mickey's got his operation going uh, on the grounds of these recent lords that basically inherited the title because they're. Yeah, you su- see this a handful of times, right? Right. Their their yeah. their successor, their parent, their grandparent, whatever, has passed on, leaving them the title of the new Lord of Birminghamshire or whatever the hell it's at. And now they've got this upkeep, but they've also got this land that is considered private property that's not public to, you know, the Commonwealth of England, if you will. So he's what paying about a million pounds a year to lease their property for his operation. So it's a clever operation mm-hmm. where he just like leases their property and creates a full fucking grow underground. But then I got to thinking like, how much money did he have to put into like digging all that infrastructure? Oh out yeah, too? Have... you know what I mean? Because he puts it. It's not like he's it's growing underground. It. Yeah, it's not like he's growing it in what? the estate. He's not using the West nope. Wing. To grow his weed, he's going Damn. underground a couple miles off the fucking property line, you know. Yeah, and it's he's hiding it under like shipping containers and shit. So An old cargo dock. Yeah, that alone is probably a fucking eighty million dollar investment just to create that infrastructure. But man, wait till you see the amount of weed! Holy shit balls! Yeah, this old cargo dock serves as the uh, hidden entrance to his underground marijuana farm. So before they go in, Matthew mentions his business only being wealthy for a limited time, and his business will be bankrupt in ten years before it becomes legal in the Great UK. And you want me to pay a nugget under half a yard? Yeah, nugget under half a yard is or like a what, smudge under a half billion. No, it's a nugget under half a yard, which is basically like you want me to pay a little less than half a billion dollars for it. Hence the four hundred. Um, now, I, I I will argue this. Yes, the business may become legal in ten years, but at that point, couldn't you become a legitimate provider to 
you know, your dispensaries. Maybe. I mean, if you've already got it there, why would somebody try to open a dispensary start from scratch? You know, you could have kind of bought into, was it, he's grown like skunk weed and white widow. He's grown some of the, you know, the, the, the best herb in the UK. People are going to pay top dollar for that. If it becomes legal, why not just buy the crop instead of, you know, trying right. to seed it yourself? Um, so Mickey says that that is the price and to step inside and see what almost half billion dollars gets him. He's like, oh, it's a half billion dollar tool shed. So we then see the facility. And it, oh is a, it is a beauty. God. Lots of fucking bud, man. It's gorgeous weed. Yes. In the, in the end, Mickey needs someone water. to take over the business who has a squeaky clean image so that his retirement can be a peaceful one. That's really it. Matthew then tells him that they both know growing is only 50% of the business and that he needs his European connections. Mikey, Mickey says that comes later when the money is in escrow. Mm-hmm. So back with Fletcher and Raymond, Fletcher says that he's explained the story's protagonist. He wants to turn to the story's antagonist now. Huh. This is where we're introduced to Henry Golding's dry eye. I was going to say that is Henry Golding, yep. right? That guy like just kind of like showed up out of nowhere lately. One of my MVP candidates for this film, and you were right, Sean. That guy just fucking showed up in a handful of movies out of fucking nowhere. Out of nowhere, and he's is is. And I want to talk about that at the appropriate. He's is is he British? He's He's British. He is. He's British. So because it's weird to see like a British Asian guy. Like let's face it, they exist, but you know we're a couple of bumpkins here in the states. You know, so it's weird to see. Like I remember watching Snatch and I'm like holy shit there's a black guy with a Cockney accent never thought that could exist you know so here I am watching an Asian guy with a legitimate British accent um, but yeah so Gold, Golden's just kind of like been blowing up lately man I mean was this this is a uh, yeah I think it started with Crazy Crazy Asian is he, I haven't seen that the, the, um, Crazy Rich Asians or something yeah like Crazy Rich Asians I haven't seen that but I've I've heard good things and, and then he was in that last Christmas with uh, the 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 chick from Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, the one where you find out it's... The one that everyone who saw the preview knew the fucking, knew the twist. Yeah. You know? Oh, he didn't exist. He's your heart um, recipient. He's in something. He's in a couple of... He's in the upcoming G.I. Joe Snake Eyes film. He's Snake oh, Eyes. Oh, he's Snake Eyes. He's Snake Eyes, yeah. yeah. I, was a little, I was a little underwhelmed by that trailer. I didn't watch it yet. Uh, no. I'm it's, not a big G.I. Joe fan, so... I, I am, but I mean, it was, it was, you know, it was toys I fucking played with. I was right. geared towards it. Um, yeah, it was, I, I'm, I'm hoping for better things out of it. I did, you know, um, yeah, that's right. He is, he is sneak guys. I don't know why I thought he was involved with that Shang-Chi movie. Uh, at first he's introduced in an over the top manner by Fletcher acting like a maniac with a machine gun. Raymond then stops him so that he begins telling the actual story of dry eye. He's receiving a cargo full of immigrants and another cargo full of merchandise we see that a dock worker tries bumping up the pay. And he, he tries to double it. Double, he reminds double. him that a gentleman's quote is a gentleman's, a gentleman's word quote. and that he would have to pay for it himself, either that or his family. Yeah. Uh, Fletcher says that he's putting a pin on dry eye and shifting back to Mickey when he, see, when he goes to light a cigarette, but is stopped by Raymond. The story then cuts back to Mickey's, <clears throat> to Mickey's wife. Rosalind, as the story gives her a proper introduction. Yeah, this is there's and this is the first, or not the first, but this is there's a lot of clever editing here between, you know, like we said, um, Fletcher's 
your narrator, if you will, as he as he's recounting his recent experiences with, um, you know, with, with Raymond. Right. But it's also like it quick cuts to when he's like talking about a moment, and then it cuts to the moment that he's talking about. So there's, it's you'll feel that that Guy Ritchie editing flourish, yeah, if you will. I agree, Sam. Would you agree? I agree, definitely. Um, yeah, she's shown entering her uh, auto shop and goes up to her office with uh Yeah, what type of car is that she pulls up in, man? A nice one. I'm not it's a car guy, but like it's nice. T- I know. It's a it, nice it, it, car. Like, it's got like a hydraulic, it lowers hydraulically when she parks it. Yeah. And it's got some weird purple pearlescent paint. I think it looks like it almost be like a Tesla or something. I don't know. But yeah, she's got some high-end custom tuner shop that's... Obviously, got it's a, a cover. It's it's a, it's a cover. It's, it's a, fr- a cover. It's, it's a front. It's a front. It's a front. Absolutely, yeah, it's easily a front. And it's got nothing but absolutely. It's nothing but hot broads working on cars too. It's all like really hot female mechanics. Oh, those guys are too. Because we see the guy in the office with Mickey. Yeah, he's, he's up there getting stoned. The ones that are doing the work. And he's like, like Mickey's really like pushing his like weed. You like that? That's the whatever it was. Yeah, and I, I made a note. I wish I could roll a spliff like that. I've been trying to. I've, I've been smoking weed for the better part of thirty fucking years, and I still can't roll a joint that good. I've been smoking for the better part of sixteen myself, and I'm not a big joint smoker. I never I, was. I, I, I liked, I liked, I liked doing the so I can't, way, but no, I really, my, all no. my shit comes out looking pregnant. I ain't no Marlboro man. I've always wanted to be able to roll like a legitimate right. spliff. I smoked one of them one time where it's like, did you notice how he puts like the the, the filter, and then I smoked one of them one time at a rabies Canadian dudes. Got me stoned. Like, let me show you. How we do it, and they and, and they like crunched up like the corner of a matchbook and put a filter on. It was the best goddamn weed I ever smoked that day. Damn. And I, yeah, I was Shout out to Canada and they're awesome weed. Yeah, it's yeah. It was it was like seven o'clock on a Sunday morning. I was coming down off of ecstasy and acid high after a fucking warehouse party all night. But these dudes took me for a walk in the woods in Cumberland. And like, let us smoke you the Canadian. Sounds way. pretty sketch. Not it gonna was, lie. It was a fucking heavy. <laughs> it, it, it was a heavy duty. You know. Evening when I was 22 years old. Let me tell you, I was fucking pie-eyed. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, she's shown entering her auto shop and goes up to her office with Mickey up there pitching a sale to one of the employees there, <laughs> saying he's there to have tea with his wife to celebrate <laughs> the deal, looking like it's going to go through she's or happen. Like, send him back to stop getting him sturdy. He's going to have to go to work. It's back to Raymond and Fletcher again, now outside as Fletcher's having his smoke. Fletcher's fascinated by Raymond's nice outdoor setup. That's a fucking hell of a barbecue setup, man. It's Even like keeps a, your feet warm. Yeah, so yeah, it keeps your... <laughs> you, you barbecue on the top, it keeps your feet warm. Yeah. It's a fucking sexy little, like, table with a with a grill it's right like a in the middle of it. It's like a hibachi grill, It's like a hibachi grill. It's like almost. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's nice. Like, it's, yeah, it's like going to Nichibakai. Um... He asked for a steak, and Raymond agrees before going inside to get it in the freezer. Showing the frozen head of a body inside. (laughs) We will return to this later, so put a pin on that. There's a body in a deep freezer, and he just pulled it, like got peas and shit. Because at first, Fletcher's like, I'll get the steak, and and Raymond's like, ah, I I got this. I I, got this. He gets into his deep freezer to pull out the steak, and there's a body lying underneath all the fucking, you know, Bags of chickpeas and corn and shit. And I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? But we'll find out. So we cut back to the shop and uh, Dry Eye comes to Rosalind for a sit down with Mickey and Dry Eye's boss, Lord George, who also wants the business for himself. At the sit down, Dry Eye meets Mickey in place of Lord George. Mickey explains that he only took the uh, meeting because of Roz and warns him to never approach her the way he did again. Dry Eye wants Mickey to consider his offer, but... 
Mickey cuts him off and also declines his cash offer. Dry Eye tells him he's out of touch and that he's forgetting the laws of the jungle looking down on him. How can I help? I understand you're getting out. Getting out? Getting out of what? Bed? My head? The closet? Don't flirt with me, Dry Eye. I'm a busy man. I hear you're getting out of the game. And I would like you to consider an offer. Look, let me stop you right there so you don't waste any more of your precious breath, young man. This is not a discussion for the two of us. Unlike the salt and pepper, it's not on the table. This is a big number. You're several zeros short. Now, you may be able to buy your man sausage for that, but to me, it just looks rude at breakfast. You're out of touch. You're forgetting the laws of the jungle looking down on me. Now, when the silverback's got more silver than back, you best move on. Before he gets moved on. It's not dignified. It's beneath you, Michael. I'm trying to do you a favor. This is a big fucking number. And this? Oh, this is a big fucking gun. you're going. Because you're not going out the way you came in, you deluded duck-eating cunt. Ah! Talking to me about the laws of the jungle. What was it? Something about being beneath me, silver on back. There's only one rule in this fucking jungle. When the lion's hungry, he eats. This is when Mickey feels insulted, so he shoots Dry-Eye in the balls and then his goon's dead before telling Dry-Eye that there's only one rule in this jungle, when the lion's hungry, he eats, before bang bang, but Raymond calls bullshit on Fletcher's story, so it literally rewinds back to the table meeting. <laughs> so it goes in reverse. Yes, bef- between Dry-Eye and Mickey, this time with Mickey simply declining his offer, but in a less intense, more serious manner. Yeah, but what do you say? He's like, you're short a couple zeros. Yeah. <laughs> after this, Dry Eye leaves the pub with his guys after being told to fuck off by Mickey. Fletcher's steak is now cooked, so mm. he takes the bottom. And would you like the top or the bottom, Fletcher? The bottom, before telling Raymond about Mickey's recent rat infestation as we see a group of young hoodlums called the Toddlers in tracksuits. They're breaking into Mickey's farm. Yeah, can I say, like, one thing I want to talk about is the costume design in this film deserves a fucking nomination. 
for these fuck, guys, yeah. The, everybody. These everybody, fucking tracksuits, I love it. Everybody. Yeah, they, they, they've got like, the, they, they look like a fucking reject ska band. They look like a bunch wearing, of broke-ass allergies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they, they got these plaid fucking jumpsuits on. Yeah. But the costume design and the set design for the most part, but specifically the costuming in this film, like the outfitting on, like, like just... Even the suits that fucking McConaughey's rocking. Right, right. They're they're fucking they're top notch, man. The film deserves an award for costume design. I, mean, I think at one point he's rocking a corduroy suit. Yeah, I'm like, and it works. Damn. He pulls it off. I rocked the corduroy suit he, at my fucking high school fucking homecoming. Suit. Like I would never think to put purple and plaid together, let alone put it on, and he makes it fucking work. Makes that shit look sexy. It does. Um, they fight Mickey's guards and record a video of it, which Raymond shows to Mickey. The boys have left their boss. And let's talk about this video. It's not just any other video. They it's like what they, call they a amp up. Porn. They amp up like the production on this. They add some text. Some the, the, the dude's like a little rap song goes in the middle they're of doing it. Some, they're doing like they're some doing hardcore parkour. moves and shit. Yeah. Like they're making a thing they're out like, of this break in. Yeah, they're, they're they're like viral video. They're trying to be viral video. Yeah, exactly. And just a bunch of fuck ups in the end. Right. Uh, exhibit here. Uh, the boys alert their boss, Coach, who's played by Colin Farrell. His best work since In Bruges, hands down. Couldn't agree we more. Talked that we talked about him the other day. Couldn't agree more. Um, but I think this is Farrell. I, and I'm anxious to see what he does with Oswald Cobblepot in that Matt Reeves production of Batman next year. Um, but yeah, this is hands down Colin Farrell's best work. Since he did in Bruce. So he's introduced at uh, a restaurant or this like food establishment yeah, fighting off a group of punk kids. Hey! What you want to do about Granddad? Well, let me get two burgers on the store. Get out quick. What is the smell of we in here? The fuck is this joke, man? Don't stand near me, son. You got your mouthwash muddled up with cat piss. Take two steps back and wait your turn. Yeah, fuck off, old man. I'll wet you. The only thing you can wet your underpants, son. Now, back two steps. Chew on. You're on. Chew. You're up. Yeah. You're up. Do it. Chef, you're up. Now, if you're going to stab, stab, trigger. Don't, you know, dance. What are you, like a Four Tops tribute act or something? The Four Skins! The Redskins! Whoa, 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 here come the Indians! Bit of the old Northern Soul, is it, boys? Putting the gay back in Marvin Gay. I'm on fire over here, lads. Come on, I need some back and forth. Come on, what do you got for me? What do you got for me? Now make it quick. Make it funny. Fuck! You! Jeez, that's disappointing. No, no, not that. Go again. Go again. Now, make it sharp. Cut me with it. Fucking do, man. Fucking do. I'm fucking do. Yeah. 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 Come on down the gym, we'll see what we can do with just... Hang on. Are you the coach? Coach is earning. Oh, shit, she's the fucking coach, bro. She's the fucking coach. Ernie, what is it? 
Ball's in the back of the net. We've rung the bell here, and we're going to include you, because you're our mentor. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, but I don't like the sound of it. We've landed a load of sticky bush. Listen to me now, Ernie. Walk away. It's too late. We're at the gym now. I'm loading the van. You took my van. Wait there. I'll be back in 10 minutes. Sorry to intrude, but I think you need to see this boss. I love Farrell's introduction here. It is one of the best, funniest, most badass mm -hmm. character introductions I've ever seen. Look, read it here. Yeah, the way he lectures, he, he like gives it his. He like doesn't hide his Irish accent. Either. The way he lectures his attackers and how they realize just who he is after the fight ends. Like it, this whole setup he's, is great. Meanwhile, he's got like the little page boy hat on, and he's again he's got a plaid fucking tracksuit on, just like his boys do. Yeah, he's just trying to order some fish and chips. You know what I mean? He's he's at the takeaway, trying to get some fried cod and French fries. With vinegar, and these guys come in like being a bunch of fucking, you know, East Hampton thugs, if you will. Um, I also forgot. I have it here in my notes here. I forgot to acknowledge uh, in that video, fucking Iron Chin being my favorite part of the bunch. Who the dude named he calls himself Iron Chin. See, so like there, there we go. We got guys. That was funny as shit. Names, man. Yeah, so, like, it's like right back up there with fucking Brick Top and Bullet Tooth Tony. So yeah, Guy Ritchie's got away with creating a fucking nickname. Guy Ritchie, do me a favor, give me a nickname. <laughs> so like I said, they alerted their, their their boss. You know, that's that's Colin Farrell here, um, coach. And he tells them that he'll be there in 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, Coach orders them to uh, take the video down after he storms into the warehouse. Well, he comes in. They're, they're like in his in his gym, in his office, in his gym. Yeah. And, they're, and they're, they're in the middle of uploading and editing it, which these guys get done pretty quick. Like, they just raided the fucking weed joint a half hour I love ago. this. Because Raymond, he shows Mickey the, and Ross the video before it's taken down. He doesn't see this as a coincidence after everything happened with the business and this being the first time one of his farms have been raided ever. Because um, they look at it, and then when they go to watch it again, it's taken down. Because right. Coach was like, take that fucking video down right away. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's quick cut. Right I mean, there, exactly. Like, these guys literally got that shit edited and uploaded within the hour. You so, know, it went viral. I have here, like Ross says, there's fuckery afoot. <laughs> yeah, there's fuckery afoot. I love that line. There's, That's there's great. There's fuckery, fuckery afoot. afoot. Uh, Raymond mentions that he's looking into who did it uh, when Ross mentions Matthew. So, it's beginning to look like Matthew is suspect here. He uh, has a dinner with... What's that? He has a dinner with uh, Mickey, in which he assures Mickey that he's there to help with persuasive... Mickey asks why he would need persuasive, and Matthew mentions hearing that he might be in a bit of trouble. He gives Mickey a, a gun slash paperweight. Yeah, you see, he hands him over like a like, like a token of appreciation for the upcoming uh, business transaction. Because his response to it is, "This is illegal." Yeah, it's, I I I had no idea. So, like, literally, civilian firearms are completely illegal in in the United Kingdom. Like I don't know. I don't know the laws there. It's, I, and I mean, even and Liam, if you guys can chime in, if you're listening yeah, I mean, to this episode, My please. understanding, even the Bobbies just carry Tweet a us. fucking stick. So what are you going to do? Like, stop or I'll yell, stop again. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I, I I did write this line down. In France, it's it's illegal to call a pig Napoleon, Napoleon but, <laughs> but just to stop and, but just try and stop me. Right, right. Yeah, so they, they, they give him like a gold-plated derringer as like a token of appreciation. With six little baby bullets. Right, right. Yeah. And what does it say on it? Hands across the seas. Oh, I don't. I didn't put. Yeah, I, yeah, I, he's, I didn't he's write got an engraved like hands across the seas or something, basically meaning like, 
you know, we're, we're, we're crossing ponds with our operations. But yeah, I, I didn't realize until watching this that if, if that line is legit, I had no idea it was against the law to own your own firearm um, in the United Kingdom, if that's true. Um, what we at here? Is it? Yeah, uh, so here we go. Lord Henry, Estate 02. Mickey, mm-hmm. Mickey tells his client Henry that he's got to close down shop and make it disappear. Henry, that was a joint day I broken in. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's been compromised. Henry tells Mickey that he's not going to pretend like it isn't going to hurt somewhat. Mickey responds that the pain is being shared and that stolen product, loss of earnings, mean, uh, meantime, the cost of shutting down, the expense of setting everything else up. It, it couldn't be worse timing. Yeah. Uh, Fletcher here. The Tufts look after Mickey. Now Mickey looks after the Tufts. <laughs> but there's a lot of Tufts to look after. Yeah, is he, doesn't he mention something about like, ah, oh, it's a, a worse timing. My, my roof needs work and Mickey's yeah. like, oh, I handle the roof. Mm-hmm. And let's face it, that's a big ass fucking roof. See the size of these goddamn estates. Is everybody live in a castle over there? This next one does. This is Lord Pressfield Estate. This is 12 now. At this point in Fletcher's story, Big Dave has ordered him to get dirt on Mickey's dealings with Lord Pressfield, whose daughter, Laura, see who's played this 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 junkie. His daughter, Laura, is the, the heroin junkie. That, that turns yeah, up she's, missing. She's you know like she wrapped is? up with like a Pete Doherty type pop star. Like that guy reminded the, the character that, that that kid plays. I'm talking about the actress though. Oh, she's the daughter of someone pretty famous. Who who is she? Every breath you take, Sting, dude. She's fucking really? that's Sting's, that's daughter. Sting's daughter. Mm-hmm. She she. She doesn't look good in this movie. She looks like her old man. Well, she's a chunky. Come well, on, true. man. She she's supposed to look like shit. Like the, fir- the first couple scenes, I didn't realize she was a girl she when they got, got her dad's. The I thought the, she, yeah, she 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 I know. she looked like a long haired, yep. you know, greased out dude. She kind of um, looked like um, and I, I'm not yeah, gonna, she she yeah. she does. I didn't know that it was Sting's daughter. Um, but yeah, her character's like wrapped up with some like wannabe pop star junkie dude kind like of Russian it's almost like he's he's based on uh, uh, Pete Doherty yeah you know what I'm talking yeah, about yeah yeah you're right exactly it's, Good it's like it really feels like she he's based Good on comparison. Pete Doherty mm-hmm. from um, Pressfield and his wife ask Mickey for help in finding Laura after she goes missing and this is where Raymond and a few other guys track her down uh, to the home of a bunch of junkies. Reluctance, though. Raymond doesn't want to do it because he knows a lot of moving parts. Yeah. You know, he says, it's like, too much could go wrong. It's on it's on the side. We don't have, you know, it's a part of territory we don't have control over. It's in a high rise. There's too much shit going on. I'm not comfortable. But I did make a note here of the way I love this scene so much solely because of the way Hunnam yeah, handles himself. There's one drug you should not chase. It is the dirty dragon. Do you ever give it a spin, Bunny? No, not me, Ray. I don't even puff anymore. Of course not. Bunny likes the gym. You can probably see that. What are you benching these days? Three wheels aside. What about you, Brown? What about me? What could I lift? You couldn't lift a wheel of cheese, you can't. Now, if you want to be naughty, what happened to a little smoke and a poke and a glass of wine? Some Barry White, candles around the bath and put your finger in the missus. Who's Barry White? Big black geezer. Sexy voice. I'm, I'm lost. Am I in the bath with Barry White's finger in my missus? Be quiet, Brown. You were lost long before Barry White walked in. 
you lot are unhappy, you should share your thoughts with your friends. Nice friends, talk it out, find a positive solution. But no, all you lot choose squalor, drowning in your liberal white guilt. So what am I guilty of? Being a cunt, Brown. Being a cunt. Anyway, I'm not your shrink. I'm just trying to radiate some positive vibes man to man. I mean, that's what this puff game used to be all about. Anyway. Back to you, Laura. Queen in this here kingdom of shit. Single rose in a cauldron of thorns. Are you ready to turn the corner? Open the curtains and let the light in. Do your mum and dad a favour and try the impossible. Make yourself happy. All right. Fucking hell. That was easy. All right, fantastic. Well, in that case, Bunny, will you help Laura with the things, please? Like, like, like I said, man, I never, 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 never liked that dude before. I just, like, I tried. If there's a scene in this shit. movie that will make you change your mind, it's this scene right it's, here. Uh, the way I'm, he I'm, handles himself I'm, around I'm, them, I'm willing them to fuck. look at a little more of his work outside of that Sons of Anarchy bullshit because he's fucking hokey in that, in that show. And that's what outside of this, I'd point you in the direction of, Cap, of, of uh, Pacific Rim. I, I saw it, but I forgot he was in it. Yeah, you know, he's, he's it was, I, I was, character. I, I know he is, but I was, you know, I focused more on, I got the fucking blurred. I was focused more on the yeah. goddamn mechs and the kaiju, for Christ's sakes. I forgot Charlie Hunter. I just picked that up on 4K. I got to watch that, see how it looks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I definitely, this is this is the film that, that I don't want to say changed my opinion on Charlie Hunter. But it allowed me to give him another fucking chance, and I'm not mad at myself because he definitely, he definitely does some solid work here. Mm-hmm. Um, so the junkies fight Raymond's guys, leading to one of them, a young Russian named yeah, Aslan. He's like a ball peen hammer trying to hit the dude mm-hmm. on the shoulder. He gets uh, knocked off a balcony. And he falls <laughs> so to his death. Fucking people falling off balconies in this movie. So uh, we see that he uh, then. Uh, Raymond stashes Aslan's body in the freezer, and this is that body from the fr- in the freezer from earlier. This is him, Aslan. Yeah, it's, it's sort of, the guy yeah, the falls off the fell, balcony. The kid, the kid that ran out of the junkie. So that's the body. The, or, or the fucking trap house fell off the the balcony, and now <laughs> Raymond's got him in his deep freezer under the chickpeas. Uh, so <clears throat> Fletcher then reveals photos of the body that he took himself along with the fun chasing with Raymond Fletcher's set to a cover of Shimmy Shimmy Ya. Yeah, I love this shimmy, scene. Shimmy Ya, yes. Shimmy Ya, Shimmy Ya. Give me the microphone so I can take it away. Yeah, it's some like, it's some like young British it's kid young, band. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're doing a cover of Wu-Tang. <laughs> I liked it. Shimmy Ya, Shimmy Ya, Shimmy Ya. ODB, baby. Yeah. So Raymond yeah. catches one of the boys and attempts to buy the phone off him, but... When he and his friends try to get tough, Ray pulls out a gun to scare them away and make them give up the phone instead. Yeah, but the one guy pulls out a machete, like, out of his back pocket. Like, who the fuck walks around <laughs> Southampton with a fucking machete? I don't <laughs> I mean, know, man. Concealed sheathed machete, in, you know, in the, in the streets of London. <laughs> so back with Fletcher and Raymond here. We got Fletcher in this funny bit using the, ba- the, the bathroom, and he 
comes out to a couple of Raymond's guys moving Arlen. <laughs> All of the body weights. Moving up. a fucking frozen corpse. Is there a problem here? Uh, I don't I'm know, just going to go back I and forgot to wash, wash my, my hands. hands. Yeah. Is there a problem here, Ray? I don't know. Is there a problem here, Fletcher? I see no problem at all. I forgot to wash my hands. Next time, call first. Sorry, Gav. You think there's gonna be a problem? He's gotta know, Fletcher. Is there gonna be a problem? <laughs> uh, so Coach finds out about Mickey Pearson on his phone with Shaza. He's told that he knows him and that he's a cunt whose toes coach wouldn't want to step on. This is when he goes out to the boxing ring area in his of his gym and asks his guy Ernie if he got that Chinese fellow guy if he got that Chinese fellow guy's name. <laughs> Ernie says, "Yeah, fuck." Fuck. Like fuck with a PH. Fuck. Coach tells him not to get street with him before asking where he lives. Meanwhile, this guy in the ring named Primetime starts yelling at Ernie about getting in the ring with him because he's not because he's working yeah, out by himself. This, and he calls him a black cunt. This black cunt conversation. There's like a two minute back and forth that is fucking probably some of the best. I've I had to ever. rewind. I was laughing so hard. Ernie, <laughs> did you get that Chinese fella's name? Fuck. What? Fuck like fuck with a ph. Don't get straight with me, Ernie. Where does he live? Posh Park, Croydon. Drop the rope. There is no posh part of Croydon. It's comparative, isn't it? Oi, Ernie, what are you doing? Why aren't you training your black cunt? I'm on my own, eh? Did you just call me a black cunt? Yes, he did. You can't do that, that's racist. But you are black and you are a cunt, Ernie. Those are the facts. I don't think Primetime cares what race you're running. The fact that I'm black has nothing to do with the fact I'm a cunt. He didn't say black people were cunts, Ernie. He was being specific to you. One has nothing to do with the other. And I'd go a step further, if I'm not mistaken, and say it was a term of familiar affection. Primetime's a gypsy. I won't call him a pikey cunt. Why not? He might be very understanding. Only if it comes from a place of love, of course. Now, back to the issue at hand. I need that Chinese geezer's address, okay? I'll have it by the morning, coach. Good lad. And coach, what? I've got some good news. What? I found out his weed we took. And now you fucking tell me! Did I say stop? Ernie. This is not the fucking time to keep your cards close to your chest. Just tell me his name isn't Mickey Pearson. Blimey, coach, you're a gypsy too. You've been reading tea leaves, got a crystal ball. That is not good news, Ernie. Mickey Pearson is terrible news in the face of a violent and expensive death. He's called me a black cunt. It's weird. You're not a Ernie, black cunt. Ernie he's, not, he's not insisting that all blacks are cunt. Because you're black and you're a cunt. He, he calls him that. And then Ernie just looks at Coach and he goes, Did he just call me a black cunt? <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> but then, then he had the back and forth. And he's like, he's not inferring that all blacks are cunts. Yeah. But you're black and you're a cunt. So you're a black cunt. And what does he say? I should call him like an Irish cunt or something like that. Oh, I don't, I don't remember that. It, the, 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 I don't know. That two minutes of dialogue, it's, it's, it's funny as shit, that back and forth so between I, Ernie and Coach. 
So after some more uh, semantics, Ernie tells Coach that they found out whose weed they took. And when Coach tells him not to say Mickey Pearson, Ernie responds with, Are you a gypsy too? <laughs> you read You've been reading tea leaves. leaves. got a crystal ball. <laughs> Coach goes uh, to visit Raymond to apologize and offer his services to him. He shows Raymond that they captured one of Lord George's guys. Hey, Fuck. Now, I made a note here, man. Mm-hmm. English pubs are nice, man. They're fucking, oh, oh, hell yeah. They're, they're fucking sexy, classy joints you get together. Here, we just get together, get all fucked up and sing karaoke. Over mm-hmm. there, you guys, like, relax after a day of work, have a few pints, and, you know, talk about the neighborhood and the wives and shit. So, it's yeah, they're, they're fucking they're, they're classy. There, it's, I, I want I, I want to get drunk in a bar like that. Uh, no, this this bit this guy fucked. Yeah, he's like fuck with a ph. He goes up. Uh, he yeah, he gives coaches guys the info on the uh, the farm site. There's fucks in the trunk. Yeah, fuck tries to make a run for it, only to fall into a train track and get himself yeah. ran over. Calm the fuck down, fuck. Fuck. Yeah. He's like, calm the fuck down, fuck. <laughs> Classic. Yeah, and then meanwhile, yeah, like Fuck runs and it flips over a second over, second over body the rail. over a balcony, yeah. lands on a fucking train track, gets run over by a train, and the very next shot is a smash cut to McConaughey's like, fuck Ray, you need to invest in some parachutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Raymond telling Mickey about what all happened. He tells Raymond he's gonna take care of uh, this one himself. So then we got Mickey visiting Lord George in his restaurant while he's watching his horse racing. Um, so while Laura is shown outside having a fatal overdose in a yeah, separate like location. Just, I made a note. So she just, because at, at first when, like, when this scene happened, mm-hmm. I just kind of thought she was, uh, at the start of it, I thought she was just kind of like, you know, depressed and going through withdrawal because obviously she ain't had her fix. But she... Like by the end of it, I take it like she literally just took a fatal shot, wandered out onto the lawn, and just yeah, you know, falls probably. down, OD'd on heroin. I thought it's kind of vague what happened. Yeah, it's 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 very vague. It the the way it's depicted, it looks more so like um, a despair, like like a, a whole withdrawal thing, because now she's been taken away from that, and she's at her family. And it's oddly c- paired with this scene here. Yeah, it cross cuts. Yeah, it cross cuts. It's like a separate location cut with this scene. Mickey reveals his, that he poisoned George's tea, right, causing him to violently throw yeah, he up. He fucking spits. He fucking five feet of vomit. As retaliation for going after his business, he also destroys one of George's heroin labs. He says, "If I can get to your kitchen." I can get to you. Yep. So, uh, George confronts Dry Eye and insults him for trying to go after Mickey the way he did. Uh, Fletcher then presents Raymond with new information. Dry Eye has been working with Burger, and it was their plan all along to storm Mickey's farm to bring down the price of his business. Yeah, by like a third or two thirds. <laughs> uh, Fletcher shows Raymond a recording of the two <coughs> speaking in Cantonese at a football game. Sorry, some, soccer game. With some monster fucking telephoto lens. Yes, yes. It's like, how do you not spot that at a goddamn... I, I, I get it. You're Opposite at Wembley Stadium. But that's a big-ass fucking lens. If somebody's looking at me with an intergalactic telescope from, recro- from, a, from across Wembley Stadium, I would notice. That's a big-ass fucking lens he's got on that camera. I mean, it makes sense for the film, but... 
<laughs> How do you sneak that in? Uh, I, I have no clue. That's a movie's going to movie. Yep. So our burger assort, uh, this is where uh, burger asserts that his men have more control than Dry Eye does. Uh, at this point, we're back in the pub where the film opened. So uh, Mickey talks to Roz and hears Dry Eye entering to talk to her. Then the hitman sent to kill Mickey. The, yeah, the hitman sent to kill Mickey is shot by Raymond before he can kill Mickey. So that blood spatter in the opening moments was not Mickey's. As yeah, well. yeah, assumed to believe you're, it yeah, was. You're, you're led to believe the yeah. film opens with McConaughey's death. And I thought it was the first time so I saw the, it. I thought it was this morning. I'm like, fuck, I forgot that that's how this movie ended. And then, sure enough, it was. Yeah. You know, it, it was all juxtaposition thanks to Guy Ritchie. So, again. Th- Another hats off to Richie's work on this because it, it definitely kept you on your toes and, you know, I don't want to say defied expectations, but you get what I'm going for yeah. here? Yeah. yeah. Um, so the hitman sent to kill Mickey is shot by Raymond before he can kill back to that. So then he um, heads off to find Roz, who deals with Dry Eye and his goons by pulling out the tiny gun slash paperweight. Um, and Dry's got the leopard print fucking loafers yeah. on. They almost look like your fucking shining carpet wallpaper that you got on your phone. So she shoots the first guy, kind of like he tells him. She tells him, "Don't step. We step one more foot closer." And right, she's only got two shots in there, and they're little twenty boys. They're 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 twenty. Well, she shoots but both guys square in the forehead, square in the fucking and head, they're dead. And them little twenty twos, man, they'll sit in there for a minute. So as she's out of bullets now, Dry Eye. Decides he's gonna rape Roz. That's fucked up. So Mickey Masterson. Mickey has just gotten into a car accident on top of all this. Yeah, and this car accident. One that would fucking kill or seriously fuck you up. You would not be able to run down the road after your wife. Trickling down your face, but I will say I took note here that the the, the, that the the way that the way that Richie shoots the car accident, you know what it reminds me of? Uh, I think one of my favorite I don't want to say I like car accident scenes in movies, but it it, it it kind of brought me back to the way Matt Reeves directed that that accident in um, his remake of Let the Right One In. Was it Let Me In? Where Richard yeah. Jenkins' car like kind of gets you know goes backwards. Down I haven't the seen that movie in a long time. And it's, it, like the way the the way that it's shot from like immediate like like it's a close up shot. It's not a wide shot. It's not a medium okay. shot. You're in there in the car, so like you're kind of feeling the impact. Like, yes, you see the airbags go off, and it's a bit of slow mo, and the you know the, the car spins and gets flipped. Mm-hmm. But it definitely it it, it 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 reminded me of the way that Reeves did that, and I think that's my favorite scene from Let Me In was the car accident. In yeah, I don't remember the car accident happening in that movie. And nah, again, I've only seen the movie one time. It was when it first yeah, came well, out about you, ten years you, ago. You had brought over on in, in the treasure chest. You had brought over the original, the, the what is the Swedish? Or let the right one in. Let the right one in. Yeah. And you brought the one that had the proper fucking dubbing and stuff because there was there was a bit of a fucking mishap with the American right. release. And one of the few, one of the few foreign films that I really stand behind is that one. And what Matt Reeves did with Let Me In was a decent Americanization, if you will. Um, but yeah, that they, they just there's the the immediacy of the car accident in that film kinda reminded me of how, you know, Richie shoots this thirty seconds of yeah. you know, the car accident and and the gentleman. But you know I mean my point. Sorry guys. No, you're fine. Um so yeah, he makes a run for it. 
He's like, I'm gonna go by foot. Fuck it. And yeah, and he's like, he's like doing a run limp. I guess that's your two bullets, eh? gets there just before dry just eye can in get into uh, can the situation that? that he's in and can you, can you imagine that walking into a room and seeing a dude literally about that'd be more than bullets that'd be fists <laughs> yeah you would fuck you would I'd probably break cleavers. his dick with my bare yeah, hands dude, if I walked into a room and somebody's got fucking Mandy at her best bent over I'm like you motherfucker you just stepped into a I, 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 but he shoots him dead yep you see the blood glow and um, bye bye dry eye. Ross's face a little <laughs> bit, and Fletcher finishes his story and tells Raymond everything Burger had planned alongside Dry Eye in order to get Mickey's business. With his back turned, Dry Eye has one of his men kill Lord George, and Dry Eye pisses on his corpse. Yeah, this is kind of like your big. This is, for lack of a better term, this is our montage. Yeah, um, it is. this is this is the best of the montage we're gonna get in the gentleman. And it's your big third act reveal. Yeah, know, Fletcher leaves. It's uh, like the audience gets clued in at the same time as Raymond and Fletcher's been pulling the strings. Fletcher tell uh, Fletcher leaves through the front door, and but he tells Raymond that he wants his twenty million in seventy two hours. Tick tock, tick tock. We then see Raymond make a phone call to an anonymous person and says that he just left and that he thinks that he's very clever. Raymond responds by having Coach and his boys kidnap Big Dave. Russ knows karate. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Before we get to that, um, I made a note here. What I liked is the the end of that whole, you know, Fletcher, Raymond, you know, scene. Yeah. Because it's, it's been interspersed throughout the film. Um, I like how he, he, he does an iris out. You know what I mean? He fades out with the, with the iris out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That was that was kind of cool. Like it, right. So he does the iris out, like it closes that, Oh, that chapter, chapter of our chapter, story. Right. That was kind of what was for like lack of a better word. Yep. For, yeah. For lack of a better term, that was what was running almost real time and everything else has been recollection and flashback. And Guy Ritchie ends it with the, you know, old school 1920s FW Murnau Iris out. And then, yeah, then we cut to See, Eddie Marsan. Co- Coach's Dave. boys go to be, uh, kidnap Russ Big Dave. Karate. And his driver, his limo driver, Russ, apparently knows karate. He <laughs> tells him that. He's like, don't mess with me. Russ knows karate. He's like, I'm only a gray belt. Ernie hops out and he's like, Russ, get in the car. He's like, you don't want to do this. And he's like, I, he's right. I'm only a blue belt. Sorry, boss. Gets in. So um, right before they kidnap Big Dave, he like goes in this big ramble. It's like, oh, you're taking your, you're recording your big YouTube video. You want to see me break dance? And he does like this fucking, he does a little. To about Eddie Marsan. Yeah, <laughs> he, he busts the fucking legit move. It's funny as shit right before they fucking kidnap him. I caught that watching it this morning. Um, 
so yeah, he wakes up suddenly. He's been drugged, obviously, and wakes up in the in the van, uh, naked, to a coach sitting there reading the paper, he's waiting for him to wake his, up. He's reading his tabloid, talking and about his film. He assures him that you know he's gonna be okay. He's gonna take him home. He's gonna be he's gonna be dropped off right where they found him. Everything's gonna be tip top. He's got his clothes nice and folded, yeah, neatly your, your formed. Clothes are folded over your shoulder. There's some water there to clean yourself up. So they he essentially made a film. press the space bar. Space bar. Watch the film. Film, yeah, he calls it a film. Film. Well, well, well. You're all right, Big Dave. You're in safe hands now. No need to panic, okay? Who are you? Don't worry about that right now. Look, uh, look, whatever's going on here, I, I, I just need to get back to work. If you, if you, if you let me go, I, I'll just forget all about it. I'll have you back to work in short order, my friend. Now, I believe you're a reporter. And there's something I want to report to you. Now, it seems for this brief moment in time, I found my way into the film business. And last night, I made a film with an impressively sized farmyard pig. Morning, sir. Two cups of tea. One with sugar, one with All right, let's go on. Give us a minute. There's some wet wipes there over your shoulder. Your clothes are neatly folded there on the bench. Now, in due course, you're going to press the space bar on this computer and you're going to witness your participation in said film. Now, that little drug we gave you last night really loosened up your inhibitions, man. The only thing you need to do to stop this little creative expression from becoming a social media sensation is lose any interest you have in the future of Mickey Pearson. I'm going to leave you now to clean yourself up. Space bar, yeah? Have a hot drink as well. It might make you feel a little bit better. It's a fucking rough night for you. Enjoy the show. So they're essentially blackmailing him with the video that they shot of him what? having sex with a pig. So here's... And you were sitting here with me when I watched that scene and I made the note. What is the fucking nightmare fuel? Because like, like, he a coach... You know, winds up going to go, going to Raymond's place and shows him the film. He's like, "Man, once you see it, you can't unsee." He's like, "No, you can never unsee it. Yeah, it's nightmare fuel. It's gonna stick with me forever." <laughs> what is in that film? Is is is, is he it's, being, it's Big Dave molesting a pig? He's, he's mol- drugged and he's having his way with a fucking pig. Is that what it is? He's I like. I mean, mm-hmm. you can tell he's covered in you know he's he, he's right. covered in dirt. At, at the beginning of the scene, so that's so I, I thought he maybe was probably had, milking his teeth with his mouth or something. Something they, they, sexual. So like you, you don't see it, but it's left to your yeah. imagination as to what. Like I'm thinking, I feel bad for the pig. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking they had a pig rape him. You know, he's like, yeah, what you, oh, what right, you see, it, you cannot see it. I feel bad it's for that nightmare pig. fuel. I feel real bad for that pig. Yeah. Um, Poor Eddie Mickey meets with Burger for one last negotiation after Mer- after Burger brings his offer down. Mickey reveals that he knows all about Burger's plotting. Yeah, but, but he's, he's bringing down a quarter of the asking price, too. He's like, even with $400 million, I'll give you a buck and a quarter. Right, because of all this shit. Because he's, you know, it all comes into revelation here. It's, uh, right. He reveals that he knows all about Burger's plotting, and he forces him to go inside of a freezer until he transfers a substantial amount of money to Mickey, as well as cutting a pound of flesh right. for Dry Eye's attack on Roz. <laughs> right, he's, he's like, um, so you're lowballing me for $270 million. So, here's a deal. I'm gonna lock you in that freezer. You give me twenty five below. You give me two hundred seventy million dollars before the frostbite kicks in. 
I'll let you live and I'm still going to keep my business. So it basically costs Burger <laughs> a pound of flesh. Right, pound of flesh and two hundred. He says, he says if he can't do it, this guy over there who's who's, who's buddy, dressed up, buddy, buddy, dressed buddy, up for the occasion. For the occasion. Yeah, he's so excellent he, with a knife. He basically tells Burger, um, "You're going to cut a pound of your flesh off, and you're going to be two hundred seventy million dollars, and you're not getting shit. That's what it's going to cost mm. you to survive." Don't bother looking for your Mossad crabs. This is a fish market. They have found a home. To be clear, I do not know that man. I'll tell you how this plays out. You will drown, and then my Mossad crabs will eat you. So while you were discussing who would take over my business after you fucked it, you somehow mistook so said Chinaman for someone else? Business is business, Michael. It's nothing personal. And while I am not emotional about the money, there is a price indebted to me for the blood I've gotten on my hands, restoring order to the untidiness that you created. And that price, according to you, 400 minus 130, is 270 million dollars. And I'm keeping the business while you are getting in the freezer. And you will make that transaction if you want to get out of the freezer. It is 25 below zero in there, so I assume you'll last about an hour. That said, I wouldn't fuck about because frostbite is very expensive on the fingers and toes, so I would type as quickly as possible while you have the use of them. After you have tended to that indiscretion, you can then deal with the next consequence of your short-sightedness. As stated, I am not emotional about the money. But I am emotional about the fact that someone laid their hands on my wife. My wife! No amount of money on God's green earth can pay for that transgression, Matthew. No, for that. I want a pound of flesh. Pound of flesh? It matters not to me where on your anatomy it is withdrawn from. If you don't have the stomach to take it for yourself, Big Bunny here is very adept with a knife, and as you can see, he's dressed for the weather, but penny short or a gram shy that freezer door does not open am i clear good bunny income Fletcher goes back to Raymond's house for payment. Raymond reveals that he knows Fletcher has been following Mickey for weeks. But Meanwhile, Raymond, are fixing steaks. Yeah, <laughs> steaks again. Is, 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 is are, are those burgers? Because they're out. They're outside on that nice ass grill setup, and and Coach is there. What's he called? The mysterious stranger or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, you're, you're elusive stranger. Yeah. Like um, Raymond was sneaking behind Fletcher as well. He gathered his his he, yeah. He gathered his evidence after tracking him and has done away with it. Yeah, it's ultimately revealed that, like, Raymond and Mickey were on top of shit the whole time. Yep. Like, they've been on top of their business. They were being followed, but then they followed They the followed them, yeah. Right, so they knew what was going on. Raymond was kind of just playing along with Fletcher to string it out. But Fletcher has an ace in his hand. He reveals that he's given up info to Aslan's father, who is revealed to be a Russian KGB oligarch. And an oligarch, I'm assuming, is is like a like a 
Russian industrialists. Someone I don't want to fuck with. Yeah, no, no, no. Like. It's, it's like they, they, they made billions in industry in the yeah. USSR. It's fuck that. Uh, his goons are going after Mickey. Raymond tries to warn Mickey, but he's already been picked up by the Russians. So then Coach kills two hitmen sent to Raymond's house, and the right. toddlers kill the thugs who got Mickey, letting him get out. Yeah, they pull up in the van. Like, All they, this like they're escaping, with, and, and, a, and the toddlers got a van. They're, like, ahead of the game. So, like, you And know, it's set to Paul Jones free me. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what we talked about. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah, so the toddlers pull up in the van and open the back doors and just spray gunfire in. Yep. Uh, and... You know, Mickey sitting in the back seat, like, um, gotcha now. So Fletcher later pitches his story to Merrimax. I liked it in the office here. In the, the background, man the, man the man from Uncle Poster. From Uncle Poster. Fucking Guy Ritchie I getting mean, that poster in there. Through that man from Uncle Poster. He, I haven't seen that, by I, the way. I haven't even now. You remember the TV show? Vaguely. With with Ilya Kuryakin Vaguely. and, and um, Robert Vaughn. Uh, what was it? Um, uh, Na- Napoleon Solo. And I, I, I think it was Ilya Kuryak and Napoleon. Yeah, I know of it. I didn't watch it. Yeah, so. it was. It was a cool little like James Bond. Yeah, I know. TV I've show. Heard of it or what it's about? It's, it's neat. So he gets picked up by Raymond to his horror. Raymond informs Mickey about this, who in turn informs Roz, and the two have sex to celebrate their freedom. The end. Yeah, Roz is. I will say this, man. I, I wasn't attracted to Roz till that last shot of her in them fucking thigh high, leather boots and a mini skirt with the violent stuff. Yeah, she's. Yeah, she's. She definitely looks looks hot as prim at the end of this, man. And yeah, that's that's how the film ends. It's like like Mickey just recap and and I, I guess Mickey never did retire. You know, from yeah. the end at the end of the story, after Mickey all that, why empire. would he? <laughs> he just got his comeuppance against, uh, you know, his counterseers, if you will. So, box office receipts in the operational funds box, we will deposit 250,000 American dollars. You take it out, we put more in. I want receipts. All right, so all this information I'm about to reveal, remember that this was a month before. All the shutdown started going on, right, so this right, really right. wasn't affected too much. But it was the t- I'd say the tail end of this box office was affected by COVID. Yeah, it was. But the the, the bulk of it, the meat, wasn't. Yeah, the first couple of weeks we were still kind of in normal mode, and then all of a sudden everybody went fucking into a full on panic, and you know you you had a harder time buying toilet paper than you did. Ticket to I don't really have that memory. So, that, all that being said, uh, the film opened in fourth place to $10.6 million, opening it up in 3,775 theaters. Uh, second weekend, it drops, it dropped mm, average 47.3%, grossing $5.6 million. Total gross worldwide, $115.2 million against a budget of only $22 million. This yeah, was, was a moneymaker. So it, was, it was profitable. I, I, Profit, I will say that. Big time. You know, it's it's, it's a bit of a lackluster. You know, every, all things considered, pandemic be damned. Bit of a lackluster opening for Guy Ritchie. But it was also like people, yeah, were, people weren't drinking the Guy Ritchie Kool-Aid. You oh, know I, forgot what I, mean? to, I forgot to mention. Hang on. So, The Gentleman premiered on uh, December 3rd, 2019 at the Curazon Mayfield Cinema. 
before being released to the U.S. public on January 24th, 2020 from STX Films and Miramax. Um, but yeah, you're right. Um, it was, I, but I you really, also gotta remember this. This came out, you know, early January or not. And early, it's usually a dumping ground like that. It not, wasn't. That's, that's not a. That's not a good. Bad Boys for Life movie. came out a week prior to this and fucking tore it up in January. And, yeah, and I've yet to. I've yet to even go back to that. I've got no fucking desire. I mean, get that desire, baby. It's on the voodoo. Watch I know, it. I know. 4K. Know. Watch I've, that shit. I've seen two of them. Do I need to see a third? I kind of get it's what they're It's fun as shit, dude. I was very surprised at how much I like Bad Boys I think I life. watched the first five Very surprised. Like, Fuck this. Well, that's you hate watching shit. Yeah, stop that. Yeah, I got. I, 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 stop I hate stop, watching. I, I got to stop doing shit at three in the morning and I'm all fucking yeah, ripping Knock that off. All right, so let's meet the cast. Yeah. Hey, you guys. Everybody focus up, okay? All eyes here. I would like to announce that Ben and I are planning to produce a musical number from Godspell for the talent show tonight. <clears throat> I'm sorry, Ben is producing. I'm directing slash choreographing. I'm only speaking from personal experience, but if you can't carry a tune, don't come into the audition environment and waste our time. For serious, okay? Okay, and bring a lot of movement clothes, a.k.a. jazz shoes, dance belts, lycras, et al. And seriously, FYI, you guys, this is not an excuse to get out of your regular activities. This is an excuse to do some good musical theater. So be prepared, be enthusiastic, and leave your bullshit attitude and baggage at the door, because we don't need it. All right, so, McConaughey. Charlie Hunnam as Raymond Smith. We got, we, you want to have the conversation about your boy? We've already had it. I, look, like I said, man. Anything like, else you want to add to my, it? My really only exposure to the guy outside, like I forgot he was part of Pacific Rim, because I watched that for the spectacle of what it was, and we're only paying attention to him. But then, like, everybody was all up in arms over this Sons of Anarchy show. So I decided to give it a run. And it was on, like, Netflix or whatever. And, like, I just felt that maybe maybe it was his, you know, American accent. I don't know. But I just felt the dude was a fucking piece of goddamn wood. I could not get around him. Like, I did not like him. And anything he was attached to, I'm like, fuck that. I'm not touching it. I haven't seen too much with and really have a, a general opinion of the man. I mean, didn't he do that remake of the um the Steve McQueen flick? Um, what was it? What, oh, Pop Papillion or whatever. Papillon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when when McQueen and him and Rami Malek played Hoffman. Is Hoffman Malek plays a Hoffman role? But that guy like dumped the video. Like, if it came out in theaters, it was like limited. Yeah, and. Yeah. Yeah, like there's, there's, um, there's, like I, this is probably the only piece of work the guy has done that I can appreciate. Like he's, I could really do without him. I really could. Now, granted, watch Pacific if he, Rim. If if he brings, I like if, that if movie. he brings more of the, if he brings more like this, you know, maybe I'll change my tune. I definitely, you know, drank a different flavor Kool Aid. Um, Charlie Hunnam Kool Aid when I when I watched the gentleman because even Mandy and I were like fuck we really want to watch a movie that's got this fucking dipshit second build but by the end we were like all right cool that was a fucking fun time and I didn't mind the guy all right uh, let's continue this conversation Henry Golding as Dry Eye yeah. um, I pulled up his filmography here so we got Crazy right. Rich Asians right. same year 2018 he did a simple favor. Oh, uh, it's uh, the Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick thing. Yeah, I remember. Um, and then, like I said, last Christmas and the gentleman, and then this year he's got Snake Eyes. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of only but he's up and up. He's kind of making up. a name for him. He's only up and up. 
definitely. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Dockery as Rosalind Pearson. Where's she from? I don't. I know. Well, she's from uh, Downton Abbey. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never. Never bothered. It looked like that. She's from Downton Abbey, sleep. and I remember her um, in that nonstop movie with uh, Liam Neeson, the airplane one that he did with never, uh, bo- never bothered. Julianne Moore was also in it. Yeah, it just looked like more of the same. So. Yeah, uh, but that's but she's uh, primarily known for um, she's one of the main characters on Dance and Abbey. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's kind of about like fucking lords and ladies, right? I mean, I don't. Yes, I've never watched watch it. It's a period piece. I'm ask not really. Your, it's ask, not my ask, cup of tea. and the boys over there. What that's about? I don't know. Dave Stevens is from uh, Downton Dave Abbey. Dave Stevens. Dan Stevens is from Downton Abbey. Is he really? Mm-hmm. That's a dude from um, the guest. The guest. Yeah. So, um, we had the conversation already about Jeremy Strong. How about Colin Farrell? Ah, again, <laughs> best work since Ann Bruce. Yeah. Right. I, Definitely. I, I, I'm a, I'm a little bit bigger of a Colin Farrell fan than Ed is, um, you know. The guys kind of take it or leave it, you know. But when when he when he comes at it, when he when he gives a shit, I think I think Colin Farrell can give you a fucking really decent performance. But he's got to want to do it. He's he doesn't have to. You know, it's it's not like if it's a film that he needs to do to pay the fucking mortgage, you're not going to get your Colin Farrell out of it. But if he feels it like he did with Coach or in Bruges is, I, I mean, I've, I bought up so much Colin Farrell stock back in 2003. <laughs> I mean, 2003 well, I was, alone, I told he you had, I saw the recruit and I fell asleep well, the in the recruit, theater. He also had Phone Booth, SWAT, and fucking Daredevil all in 2003. Uh, it's, yeah, I caught bits and pieces of SWAT, and I, you I invested think I, in Colin Farrell I, I, that year. I think, I think I saw Phone Booth in the theater, and I'm like, this is fucking and bullshit. And 18 years later, I'm uh, still holding on to that stock, so. <laughs> like, you're still mad at him about the bullshit work he did with Joel Schumacher? I'm not mad at him, man. I'm, I'm a Colin Farrell fan. I think he fucking brings it in this aren't, film. Aren't, aren't you intrigued about the images of him as Oswald Cobblepot and Batman? Like, he's almost unrecognizable, man. I, I'm curious. He looks like fucking Richard Kind. Richard Kind, but he does. other than that, you know, I, I'm curious. I'm, I'm thinking he's going to bring something to it. I'm thinking he's going to fucking eat the meat, if you know what I mean. Yeah. All right, so let's, uh, this is Crew. Well, my friend, this is Crew. But don't even think about it. You don't look like you could hang, Jermaine. The name's Jamal, and I'll fuck your crew up. Who are they? Who are they? So we got Guy Ritchie here directing, producing, and writing the film solely. Well, he produced it with uh, Ivan Atkinson and Bill Block, but he wrote by himself. Obviously directed it solo. Yeah, he was he he was able to kind of he work had from the ground he up. had his crew back. Music by Christopher Benstein. Uh, he had his editors James Herbert and Paul Mac Paul Maclis. Cinematography by Alan Stewart. I mean, it's it's usual gang for a Guy Ritchie film. And that was that <clears> was probably the first time he was able to work like that since before he got involved with pre-existing He had properties, freedom. Right? He had freedom that he has not had before in like yeah, at least 10 years. Yeah, I was going to say the better he part of the decade. He broke free from Warner guy, Brothers and fucking yeah, he's, Disney. He's, he's, he's been stuck in like a fucking studio playground that only lets him play with certain toys. Yeah. So that's, that. that's again, you can see like give it, let the guy free and he could make a fun fucking story. Grab his eye and try to put it on your property, and you're gonna shit the fucking bed. 
I feel. Yeah. I mean, the Sherlock Holmes movies are the first one more so than the second, but I feel you're going to fucking shit the bed. Even that swept away bullshit was a fucking remake, right? Why? That's the second time you brought that movie up this episode. Why? That was because it was... Why just... do we have to be reminded that the fucking movie with him and Madonna exists? Because he <laughs> fucking did it, and I was... That was the first I know time he I, did it. That was the first time I was mm. let down by the guy. I'm like, what the fuck? Dude, you did lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. What do you know with this fucking I love you fucking wifey bullshit? Like that was a, that was a fucking letdown. And see, like, let's have that conversation now. I'm not even the world's biggest lock, stock, and smoking barrels fan. I'm a snatch guy. Give me snatch. Give me this. Give me this. Rock and roll is not bad. Rock, rock and roll, roll is cool. okay. Rock and roll is okay. Rock and roll is I, rock and roll is decent. I have it introduced no me to Tom issues. Hardy. I never knew who Tom Hardy was, and he's my hetero man crush. I have I no issues by with saying comfortably that gentleman is my second favorite guy Richie film I, so I, I'm with you on that I'm with you on that it's it's like and I'm mm. I'm, I'm, I'm actually the, the, I'm liable to say I'm willing to watch gentlemen more than I'm going yeah, to go back and watch actually, Snatch yeah it can actually it can surpass Snatch yeah, absolutely yeah, cause, cause like Snatch I kind of snatched out in the fucking 90s that's <clears> Mandy's favorite fucking movie by the way I turned her on to it mm. before we got together 20 years ago I turned her on to it now she quotes it better than I do <laughs> but um, I'm thinking like the that's- gentleman Yes, <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of passionate. Pedro can blow by. Um, I'm 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 likening the fact that gentlemen may become my new favorite guy Richie film. Not just because it's about fucking wrong with that. weed, and you know how much I love weed. Oh yeah, but um, but I just I I, I, I I it's good to see him back on his game. Yeah, you know definitely. I hope he continues. I hope that 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 new Statham flick. What's it called? Wrath of One. Wrath of One. I hope that continues the push. Because is that the first film he's done since this? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I hope he stays, you know, on that trajectory. I really yeah. do. Because I, th- I think we can get we can get more, you know, more quality work out of the guy. Um, I would I would love to see more work along this caliber. Yeah. Than that yeah. And I'm caliber. and hopefully Wrath of One lives up to, you know, at least Entertaining yeah, as this is, I'm, as this I'm, was. I'm, I'm gonna wait till streaming. Oh, you yeah, know. yeah. All right. Biggest takeaways, Mr. Madison. What you've just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. All right, so I have Charlie Hunnam. The spoken dialogue throughout is just so fucking slick and stylish that it's one of my favorite aspects of this film overall. Yeah. Um, The film's deep plot never really gets too confusing or becomes a bit much like all the film requires in return is your undivided attention. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it doesn't. It doesn't hold your hand, but it also doesn't lay yeah. it out. All yeah. you gotta, all, all you gotta do is Just invest, your, Give your invest yourself. You're gonna make sense out of it, and you're gonna, you know, you're gonna understand the ins and outs of the business. Just and, tune out and tune in for an hour and forty five <laughs> right, minutes. Exactly, like I said, turn, tune out and tune in. Um, and finally, love this cast so much. Yeah. It's it it in what. What's become somewhat of a Guy Ritchie staple, having a big cast featuring an up-and-comer or two, in this case, Henry Golding's Dry Eye. Yeah. Um, 
it just works and, and and all that on top of everything else that we've already discussed breaking down the plot yeah everybody's having fun you could tell yeah. like Hugh Grant is enjoying <clears throat> playing like he's enjoying scuzzing himself down cause he's not like the handsome dapper foppish you know British gentleman he's the skeezy fucking leather blazer wearing <laughs> fucking goateed horn yeah. glasses tabloid reporter you know um, Colin Farrell who's Let's face it, the coach is like, he's a reluctant player to this game. He just gets fucking happened into it because his idiot boys. Because his boys fucked up. Robbed the wrong joints. Yeah. He's trying to make right. And he does the right things. And Farrell has fun with that part. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, and, God, yeah. He, he fucking plays it up. Mm-hmm. He, 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 he doesn't play it up. It's, it's like underplayed, but... It's almost overplayed. Like his delivery, he's even he's delivering it soft. It comes across hard, and it fucking works. Just something about I think, I think Colin Farrell's my favorite character in this movie. Well, finger looking good. Finger looking good. And that's me. Everything with Colin Farrell on screen. Give, Fuck yeah. Give me a coach spinoff sometime <laughs> in the near future. Dude, with all his plaid jumpsuits, his fucking Burberry he's just, He's so fucking animated and never misses a beat the entire time he's featured. <laughs> he's just on top of shit. He thinks on his feet. He's on par. He's on point. He's on point. He's everything. He just... Oh. Colin Farrell's the fucking man Yeah, for real. For real. I mean, yes, it's a McConaughey flick, and that's what we're talking about it, but... Colin Farrell is again. I'm, I'm going to agree with that. That's my biggest fucking takeaway. Colin Farrell's coach, as a reluctant cog in this machine, but he's like he had no desire. He just wanted to run his fucking gym. Yeah. Now he's caught up in this bullshit. So he's going to do what he can to a keep his own head attached to his shoulders and keep his boys going on for next week's boxing match. Right. You know, <laughs> fucking yes, man. Colin Farrell as coach is the fucking win for me, man. All right, mulligan moment. If you had to do it all over again, would you make the same choices? Uh, you want to go one? You want mm-hmm. got one? I do. Go first. Give me a minute. Uh, maybe cut back on the back and forth between Raymond and Fletcher a little bit. I think it cuts back and inter- I think it intercuts between those two and the actual story one or two too many times. You think? It's, yeah. I mean, I get it. It's the framing yeah, of the film. I definitely it's, do. And and like you can like still I, establish that with having a voiceover. Right. Right. Nothing and, wrong with the voiceover. And like I said at the beginning, I mean, I get it. What, what I what I think was unique about this film is the film that you're watching is presented to you in the film as the film being presented so it's kind of like that uh, Sisyphus if you mm-hmm. will yeah. you know what I mean okay. the snake yeah. in his own tail a little bit of an infinity knot you know I dug that yeah there was, it was a bit it, it, it was a bit too much maybe they could have just extended some of the scenes so it wouldn't be so many cuts I mean not having anything written down in front of me and just going on basically off of hindsight I want to say that it Intercuts between Fletcher and Raymond, and then the story about seven times, maybe. Mm. Seven's the number I'm thinking. Easily, easily seven to ten. Yeah, seven to ten. Um, we can cut that twice and just swap it with a voiceover. Yeah, but but Boom. again, it's 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 Guy Ritchie's quick at it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like we're we're, yeah. we're he's like he's like laying the story on top of you layer by layer. Um, but you if know? you don't have a mulligan moment, you don't have to. Um, the pickled egg. Fuck you. 
I, I like that I touch. I don't. I don't like eggs. Oh, because you don't like eggs. I don't I like you. eggs. I got you. Um, I, I never understood why. I mean, I, I, I did after watching Paul Newman's The Verdict. I understand why they're served at a bar because he just like throws that fucking egg in his beer and takes it down for protein because he's a drunk, needs to get breakfast. But I'm not a big egg fan. I don't like pickles. Um, yeah, that's my biggest takeaway is uh, a pickled egg in a pint. Nah, you know what? I would, I'd go for a crab pretzel in a pint. Do they have crab pretzels in UK? Hey, you guys got you guys got crab pretzels over there? If not, um, shoot us an email, man. I'm gonna send you a recipe. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Take McConaughey out of this film. What do you got? Um, I don't think I, I don't think it fires on every cylinder. Um, his his charm and smarm works for uh, the Mickey character, you know, because he's he he never goes above like four and a half. You know what I mean? Right. He's like all this shit is crumbling down around his shoulders, and this guy's got a fucking multi million dollar empire. And he's like taking it in stride and he's still two steps ahead. And I don't know who else could play it that way. I'm who, actually sitting here pondering possible like names. Who, who, who could play it that way and bring the same, you know, bring across the same thing. Like, like establish that on screen with, with, that with cool dialogue. aggressiveness and, that McConaughey brings exactly, to the table. Exactly, exactly. Like the way he walks, the way know. he talks, the way he I'd have to himself. think about it. Um, personally, I mean, of course this movie still works. with It still happens with regardless of, of who plays Mickey Pearson. Because um, you still have you know assortment of other characters that work so well for this film, you know. I mean, Woody about, Harrelson. Like, Let's face it; it's it's McConaughey's weed buddy. We're doing. It's a, we're, funny because we're I doing, the, we're doing a weed movie. Let's put McConaughey in it. That's uh, that's kind of where your head goes. I don't know. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, anyone could have played this role, but I can't think of. Who I, th- I, th- I think Harrelson could have played it similar. Just you know, it, it would have been a little more hard bent. You know, but that, that's, just, that's just me fucking typecasting because those two are fucking stinger like, buddies. I don't know. Could could Ryan Gosling pull this off? I doubt it. I nah 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 nah. Not about not, John Hamm. Not not with not with John Hamm. Can John Hamm play no, Mickey no, no, Pearson? No no, 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 definitely not. <laughs> no, Gosling can pull it off. I think what makes it work is we all know McConaughey loves the devil's lettuce as much as we do. So that's that's what that's what makes it believable. Like right. you believe this guy knows his fucking product and knows his bit. All right. Final thought. Mm. I enjoyed it, man. Um, I really did. I really did. I was I was glad that you recommended and turned me on to it a couple of months ago. Yeah. Um, I was happy that you brought it up to, you know, to for lack of a better term, wrap up. McConaughey. Um, I've only seen it twice now. But it is arguably one of my favorite Guy Ritchie films. Um, it's like you said, it's starting to surpass Snatch. It's become like, um, I think this is this is where the guy kind of found it. I never say found this his might voice. be a top five McConaughey film for me. Really? Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, he's like I, had I expect, a lot of fun I, this viewing. I honestly expected him to be more of a supporting character in the film than he was because the marketing made it look like you were going to focus more on Hunnam. Um, 
but I was glad that that Mickey was there all the way, and I was glad to see him survive to the end. Yeah, um, you know, yeah. It's, I, I, I love I, the cast. I love Colin Farrell. Um, I, I, I so much it. works. I, I enjoyed it. It's it's literally the structure. Like, works. Like I think it ties Snatch with my favorite Guy Ritchie movie, and it's about to. You know, it might even take a step forward. Guy Ritchie's narrative in this film throughout so many things that work. Think Guy Ritchie smokes weed. Obviously, bro. Um, <laughs> come on, it's the Pope shit in the woods. It's got it's a bear wear funny it's, hat. It's got yeah, it's got some awesome music. Um, it's it's got some great performances. Yeah, I think everybody just brought their game. They're like, I'm doing a guy Richie Fleck. It's gonna be I six mean, weeks and yeah, four to five for this guy. You know, in in, in Brighton Shire or wherever they filmed that, it just everybody just like. They fired up, man. Yeah, so it's it's clever. It's quick. It's man. not too much. You know, it's not too little. You know, um, it definitely it, it definitely flows. Like you feel the guy Richie DNA flowing through it. You know, so hats off to him. You know, big ups on you for divorcing Madonna and getting your fucking balls back. Um, yeah. So I, I dig it. Yeah, four out of five. Uh, four four thumbs up for me. There you go. All right. Well, this episode is sponsored by that sativa push known as the Lion's Den Kush. Because there's only one rule in this jungle. When the lion's hungry, he eats. And that lion's hunger comes from a couple of tokes from Lion's Den Kush. Get to that dispensary today and feel the rage. <laughs> All that being said, this definitely gets the film effect seal of approval, and that'll bring things home for this edition of the show. One down, many more to follow. And, um, yeah, that about wraps up McConaughey. Yeah, man. Um, it is the McConaughey. This is McConaughey. It was been, it's been a fun five hey, weeks. It's been a run. Man, has anybody tweeting him? I'm sure some of you guys have been tweeting him, letting him know we're doing this shit. I don't tweet, but if you guys you know, tweet him, let him know what we did, man. Maybe he'll give us a fucking like or some shit. Maybe he'll show up. Who knows? Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? But I do know one thing. We will be back. Yeah, we love his work. Next Monday. Same Film Effect place. Same Film Effect time. Same Film Effect channel. Actually, no. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Actually, yes. Uh, Wait. I smell late breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. Actually, Do we have late breaking news, Mr. Snyder. What do no, we, we don't. No. We don't. Okay. We <clears throat> do have an episode coming before next Monday, though. Um, uh, this the uh, Thursday. When's the fourth? June fourth. I have penciled in our Halloween three episode, oh, continuing Jesus that coverage. Christ, you need to start paying me overtime. Um. <clears throat> I don't pay you enough as it is. <laughs> but the next yeah, next week we'll be back with uh our boy Justin. The Goodfellas crew returns. Fuck yeah, man. It's good. Next we're gonna, week we're, we're gonna get the band back together, guys. We and are next week rounding in week. June. We are bringing in June with the return of the Goodfellas crew to talk about our second favorite Scorsese film. What is that film? Casino. Casino. It's going to be myself, Ed, Justin, good friend, fan of the show, and... And I swear to you guys, familiar with the Goodfellas episode, this audio will be nothing like that because we are doing this baby in person, the three of us, the way it should be done. And we're going to be making an announcement next week, are we not? 
Are we? I think so. I think we should keep it you know, okay. close to the chest. All right. But we've already, you know, the three of us have already discussed our future plans. Oh, oh okay. I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, our, yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there's going to be. There, there's See, I, I got to get more involved with this one because it's more of you guys have been talking about it and I've been kind of working and not. I, I've admittedly not been paying more as, as a close attention to your conversations as I should be. Sorry, that's all right. This part's in my hands. But, but I have seen some gonna, things going we're, on. We're and yes, we do have week. news. We'll we do got, it with we, Justin here. That's only fitting. Yep, yep, yep. I do, we're we're, we're going we're gonna to announce live on site, but there's bigger, better things to come on the Film Effect Network. Um, and you guys will know more. Uh, next week, uh, when... When we do casino, and casino is going to be a fucking rollicking good time. We're going to be here for a good. Oh, casino is going to be a blast, dude. We're going to be here for casino, a good four if, or five hours. If you guys are familiar with the heat and casino episodes, then you know get get your your tushies nice yeah, and yeah, uh, comfortable fuck, for yeah, this one. Take yourself a shower, get yourself a fucking snuggy. We are going to be going all fucking in, and it's not just me and this guy. It is the third part of our fucking triumvirate. The Goodfellas um, crew. I dubbed yeah, them that. Yeah, and that's yeah, who yeah. we are for and these films. Yeah, yeah. And that, <laughs> and that poster image you put up, the promo, is top notch. So, uh, yeah, guys. Next week, we're going to be back with Justin. Um, and I'm looking forward to it, man. I can't fucking wait. That's my, that, that's my um, you know, event of the summer is sitting down here with these two guys and just digging deep and going all in. To casino live on air for several hours um, with this knucklehead <laughs> and the other knucklehead that I've known for 30 fucking years. You guys are going to be pleasantly surprised and thoroughly entertained. Let me tell you that. Oh, yeah. But before we get out of here, I just want to let you guys know that you can check out our ever-growing collection of previous episodes on iTunes, Spotify, Google, iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, Breaker, or Stitcher, wherever else you enjoy your favorite shows. We are on the socials. Check out that Facebook and Instagram handle at the Film Effect Podcast. How about the Twitter? Film Effect Pod. Give me the damn veggies. What about that email? Ah, that email's going to be the Film Effect Podcast at gmail.com. And guys, we got merch. Tpublic.com. Yes. Get just get on the, one of the socials we just uh, that Sean just told you about. The direct links on there. We got everything from fucking shirts to hoodies to tote bags There's to cases. Journals, man. There's journals. I'm, I'm, Sean just discovered we sell fucking journals yeah, and notebooks. How do you think I take my notes for the movies? We got pillows, coffee mugs, stickers, buttons, Bunches, magnets. Oh my god! You we got name a lot. it, we got it. You can slap that film effect logo on it. So, Man, I mean, we're spreading across the country, dude. Our shirts are in fucking Idaho. They're in Texas. You know? It's something. It it's, is something. Uh, it's, yeah. That I mean, film I'm, effect movement, it's real. It's, and then you guys are part of the fucking wave, man. And thank you so much for that. We, you know, we can't. It, 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 if we had the money to fly around and give everybody a hug, we would. But that's a lot of fucking plane tickets. Yeah. And, you know, I, I, I don't have my vaccination papers yet. So they won't let me on a goddamn air hugs, air, air hugs, hugs. Yeah, air hugs. So until Thursday when we return for Halloween three, you want to take us out of here, Sean? Yes, sir. We shall see you guys again when those theater lights go dim. Opening credits in the roll. My name's Ed. His name's Sean, and it's been fun, but how it's done. 
All right, guys, take care. Talk to you later.